This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studios in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit www.shoptalkpod.com. I'm so terrible with science, bro. Don't even get me started. Who the fuck is this? All the science I know is the black man is God and five percent. <laughs> so all the science I know Sticking is the, math. the 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 uh, call Don asking today's me what's mathematics. The math right now. You know what I'm saying? So nigga, I quoted Belly on Don Instagram back before I knew that nigga and shit. <laughs> Don hit me like. Oh, nigga, what's today's math? I was like, hey, yo. Nigga, <laughs> I, was, I literally was just like, knowledge bone. What's the science? Baby? Don came out <laughs> my neck. I was like, wait a minute, nigga. Oh, man. Yeah, we got a lot to, to go over, dog. You know what's crazy? A couple of the topics that I thought we was going to, like, really dig into, they kind of, like, came and went in the last week, dog. It's been so much going on, man. Uh, First, man, big up. And I ain't going to get into all that because I don't really want to, like, jump into my emotions on that. But just a one time, man, rest in peace to Eric Garner, dog, and, and God bless his family. You seen they, that whole little predictable shit with the cop. They not charging him. I actually thought they been said they weren't going to charge him. But How many years ago was this? <sighs> Eric Garner was, what, 20? That was, like, 2016, maybe? Uh, I will look that no, up. No, before that. No, right? that was way be- before 2016. Uh. I want to say that might have been 2013, but... What took so long? Regardless, yeah, they just uh, announced today that he will not be charged Like, fam, your sentence could have been over. Yeah. Because you um, know they only get y'all niggas like two years. Yeah, facts. If. Um, but yeah, man, I just literally, right when I pulled up, somebody had tagged me in a video of his daughter. She was out in front of the court, um, and I guess the reporters came at her, you know, questions and how you feel... Fam, she was going off. That shit was heartbreaking. Like, she was snapping on them reporters, dog. Like, going off on the police department. Like, she was just going. Like, I don't know who asked her what, but some sent her over the edge, man. So. I don't know that I would ever talk to the reporters. Oh, I don't even think she. You know how they come at you. You I mean, walk like out of ever. court. Yeah. I got pray to God. Like, yeah. nobody in my family or no loved ones, like, go missing or some shit. Because mm-hmm. I'm not ever talking to them. They going to think I did it. Cause I'm not, I'm not making no plea on television. Bring my baby back. Say, is that yeah. shit ever worked? No, never. Like you just want me to look sad on never. TV, and niggas gonna be critiquing your tears, and yeah, I'm never doing that shit. Fam, whatever happened to uh? You know what? I, you know what? 2006, my uncle got murdered and shit, mm-hmm. and uh, it was a big thing mm-hmm. uh, because he and a couple other people uh, 
lost their lives. So it was yeah. it was on the news and everything. And the news did a, a relatively good job. But, you know, they came to the house and, you know what I'm saying, asking for, for statements and shit like mm. that. I'm like, I'm not talking to y'all. If one, yeah. of the, if one of them want to talk, you can. God bless. But yeah. uh, no, we you we you not put me on TV. Yeah, that's, that's just not what we doing here. Cause yeah, man, I um I don't know, dog. I just I feel like there's I got a few friends that work in media. Um, I understand the need to try to get to scoop and all that. How important that is, but I also feel like with certain situations, it ain't important. It's some tact, bro. You got to have some tact. Like you can't. Just run up on people in the day to day emotions. Like what this the- woman been dealing with her dad's passing for however long she's been dealing with that. And then not only did she have to deal with him being killed by the cops, but then you got to deal with all this over again when they try to give you hope, right? Like, yo, we might charge him, we might not. And then the grand jury come back and they're like, no, nah, we ain't charging him with shit. Man, it's like five, six years ago. Fam, don't put me through that again. Don't put me through that again. Why is that? Why? What? <laughs> yeah. And then I- if I'm going to go through that again and I'm going to not get the results that I want, I don't need Channel 5 directly at the steps of the court, like, waiting on me to ask, answer I, I, a question, I, I, bro. I still don't understand why five years later you just deciding to charge him or not. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't care, I, I ain't with it, man, but it's rest in peace to Eric. Yeah, no, I just, my whole thing was this shit was predictable, nigga. When do cops ever get charged in them type situations? You know what I'm saying? Like, even in what we might think is, like, the most egregious. Hey, man, all I can say is two words. Queen... Slim. Nigga, I thought you was about to say Queen Sugar. And I was like, oh, I don't even watch it, but I'm watching it if it's turned like that. No, Queen Slim, we're going to definitely see a different uh, a different uh, outtake and a different outlook on that situation, getting pulled over by the cops. But uh, rest in peace to Eric Garner. God bless his family. God bless his daughter. Uh, What else we got, man? Oh, well, shit. Let me intro. Uh, Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to This Week in Culture, episode 52. I'm your host, Ant Wood, a.k.a. Trinidad, and a.k.a. Franklin Saint. I got my dog in the building with me. Jay, what up? What up, though? Um, it's your man's... Uh, what's that nigga's shop called? <laughs> Crazy Carl's or some shit? No, uh, nigga, uh, Jammin' Jerome's, nigga. nigga. what up? It's your man, <laughs> Jammin' Jay Johnson, back up in the piece one time for the one time. Oh, man. What's poppin'? Yeah, man, and this week we review episode <laughs> one. Carl. This nigga called him Crazy Carl. <laughs> yeah. uh, this week we review episode one of season three of Snowfall. We finally got that premiere last week. Jay, uh, one to ten, what you get a premiere episode? Uh, seven and a half. Now, I'm going to tell you why I'm with you. My initial watch, I gave it a seven. I was like, nah, it wasn't really too groovy. Like, it was all right. It was cool. I rewatched it twice yesterday. <laughs> Fam, the episode was great. I I'm, I'm, it twice. I'm bumping it to from a seven to an eight and a half, man, on the on the premiere scale. Like I just knocked that up a point and a half. Um, I thought it was a really good premiere. I thought it was strong. My only critiques of the episode, which we're gonna dig into later, but my biggest critiques were y'all still forcing me with the Mexicans. Like I don't y'all we just talked about it last I week. I forgot there was a part of this shit. Yeah, like I thought y'all had actually given me a way out with dude getting shot and then the other chick getting killed or whatever. You remember how they worked that out like toward the end of last season? Like the girl got killed or something and the guy got shot, the wrestler dude. I thought we was done. I didn't think we had to see the Mexicans. Well, most somewhere. of this episode they wasn't in it. Yeah and then bow, there they go. Yeah. And I it just again it felt kinda like they feel unincluded. 
in the whole plot, man. It just feels like a real big uh, gaping hole, and I ain't really digging it. But uh, overall, though, I gave it an eight and a half on the rewatch. But um, before we get to the review of the episode, we got a lot to jump on. First things first, real quick, let's hop on a couple topics that we missed last week. ASAP Rocky, for instance, we ain't touch on it. A couple people hit us up. We realized it like the night we recorded, we realized we ain't say nothing of it. Uh, I talked about it on pot. Um, yeah, on yeah, yeah. Talk. I heard y'all. Some, you know, some people agree. Some people. Didn't I heard agree y'all. It's it's take. a touchy subject, but so by the time y'all recorded, that's actually a, a good lead in. the The whole thing came out about his comments from uh, Eric, Mike Brown from yeah. the Mike Brown situation, yeah. and uh, that became the narrative. And then it became the whole. Well, if he don't care about you know black people and our plight and what we go through. Not in Hollywood and not in uh, whatever he said. He lived in New York. Then we don't care about him, nigga. That's on him now. That's above us. Like we that, can't deal with that. That's not how my my justice and injustice is set up, though. So I know for, for me, no, that's no, no. Not, that's not how mine is. So set up. I'm I'm with you, dog. And I, I made a, a bunch of statements on Facebook and Instagram and relative comments. But I feel similarly, dog. Like, yeah, his comments was fucked up. I'm not ever saying that those was not fucked up. They were whatever, man. But still a black dude over there locked up for this is this is how I defending himself. This like, is how I can paint the picture. Mm-hmm. It's not an exact match, mm-hmm. but this is what they just came to mind. I hate that we gotta like qualify everything we say with a like with a thing. Like you can't even be direct no more, bro. You know how. We all kind of fuck y'all niggas. We all kind of thought OJ did it. Yeah, and like it's okay for us to say he did it, mm-hmm. but when it came to the court, we was happy that he got that he off. got off, and we was like riding with OJ. Yeah, because it was we, like one time we got off. Yeah, we yeah. can still recognize the wrong. Yeah. in your statements, yeah, uh, in your immaturity, in your ignorance, because mm-hmm. you just he sounded ignorant as fuck. He did. You know what I'm he saying? Did. That's fact. But like, once you in the situation, and you in the situation. Allegedly, because of your blackness, mm-hmm. that's the issue that I'm I'm upset about. Yeah, it's not specifically that it's ASAP Rocky. It could yeah. be anybody. Yeah, and unfortunately, or fortunately, when you're riding for a cause, it got to include everybody. You can't disqualify people that you don't like. Yeah, because then if that's the case, it's not about the skin color and everything. It's about who you like. Yeah. And then, like, you know what I'm saying? So like, I get it though. I, no, no, I don't. No, I completely get it with him. I think that shit was whack. Yeah, I, I'm not. The, I'm not like a, a fan of ASAP. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like Ferg better. Like, but like, um, it's not how my yeah, yeah. activism or whatever. Yeah. I don't know what to call it. It's not how mine set up. I'm so uh, to quote the great Issa Rae. I'm rooting for everybody black. Facts. I'm rooting for everybody black. So I'm not rooting for. Everybody black except I'm, No 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 I need everybody Black to win just like I need everybody Black to get justice I need everybody black To be uh, equally represented In the world yeah. obviously this just This ain't just a US problem um, This is a black man locked up over in Sweden for defending granted, Himself against an over aggressive Fan now granted uh, I don't think the nigga in these horrible Fucked up conditions yeah shit sound like Jail to me now look if he Over first of all from the documents I've seen on Swedish jails, look pretty fucking nice. Um, 
I've I've seen some Swedish prisons that look a lot better than some places I've lived. I don't know if you listen to uh, Brilliant Idiots, yeah, or Andrew Schultz, his cameraman Alex, mm. Alex Media Media on, yeah. Also, he got into on the last day of uh, Schultz tour overseas. He was in Sweden, yeah. Got into a fight at the bar, and I think was over there for like three months. Mm. No, he was forty-seven days or some shit. Okay, like that. okay. he was over Still there. Though, aggressive. He was yeah. over there for for or is it forty-seven or sixty-seven? I don't remember, but he was over there for a yeah. while, and it it, it it takes a bit for you to yeah. get out because you're gonna off top, you're gonna wait two weeks from what I read. Like, you have to have to like see a judge, American lawyer. You can't have American lawyers. You need, yeah, like, you need Swedish a Swedish representation. Other. Yeah, it's like, it's a mess. Like I get it, but like like what happens in America mm-hmm. is not the same in a different country. You can't get into fights in in the street or in mm-hmm. the bars or any things of that nature. Like you're going to go to jail. Yeah, we man. it's a different justice system. Yeah, I know we hate Facts. ours, but it's the best one we got yeah. out of all of them. Yeah, it's trash. It's just like the government. Like it, it's we tra- we have a terrible government. It's but it's one of the best. Than, it's yeah. better than the other ones. Yeah, but this one is still trash. Yeah, but it's better than the other ones. Facts. You know what I'm saying? So like, it's not like I'm I'm not about to put this nigga. I'm not about to say. Trayvon Martin, Michael Brown, ASAP Rocky. <laughs> you yeah, know yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Like, and and that's so that's my thing. Again, I understand that we not talking about this man being because there's some prisons in the world that I know for a fact you I, don't want to be trapped in. I don't even know the nigga is locked up unjustly. To be perfectly honest, yeah. You your ass could have did. Hey, something. if you broke a law over there, it's a law over there. We are thinking U.S. laws, but all that to say, whatever the case, I don't want a black man locked up. For something that he could possibly not be locked up for. I'm not I'm just not cool with summarily yeah. dismissing a cause that I say that I stand for yeah. because of who it is. Yeah. Is or because of something they said. My and, personal feelings about a person does not supersede yeah. my personal feelings about an action or cause. But you know what else I hate too, man? Uh it's it's selective activism. And with selective activism, it's Hey, I'm gonna get behind this cause. I'm gonna get behind this thing because it makes me feel inclusive in all activism. But then, like you said, when it's somebody I don't like or somebody I have a personal vendetta against, or somebody who maybe said something one time that I wasn't feeling, now I'm no longer an activist. You're selecting when you're in act. I don't like it, bro. I'm not a fan. You ever talked to some elders um, about Martin Luther King? Mm-hmm. They thought that nigga was a coon. Yeah, a lot of niggas thought. MLK was a coon, thought he was a pussy, thought he was everything under the sun. Like, you know what I'm saying? And he fought for all y'all niggas. In, in retrospect, yeah. because the nation was more tied in with the prisons yeah, yeah. and with the with the with the hood. Like they mm-hmm. looked at MLK as if like, nigga, you a sellout yeah. all of the now history has been good to him. Oh, and facts. in real life it was good to him. But like you think that Martin didn't know that? Yeah. He was still fighting for niggas yeah. who didn't like him. But that's who the had thing. the direct opposite they tried Action. to they tried to Mike Jack and Prince Martin and Malcolm when they was alive like and you know they only met the one time but now granted I am not at all saying Rocky is like <laughs> yeah yeah no no Malcolm no. And we're not we're not <laughs> <laughs> just in case yeah I thought yo that y'all was. heard it here first uh, ASAP Rocky <laughs> is this generation's MLK <laughs> no man we are definitely not putting him on that uh, that level um, but we are saying that again. You can't 
if MLK, we, we can take MLK just for the sake of the example. If he was big enough to say, yo, I hear all of y'all talking that shit about me, but I'm still fighting for all of y'all. I got to quote the great mystical. <laughs> this, <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to be dying for me, be all the way dying for me. Get the fuck around me, nigga. Nigga, all right, well, let me quote the great mystical. <laughs> <laughs> I know what to do. <laughs> no, man, uh, ASAP, hold your head, dog. But everybody, we can't start fighting one another trying to fight for one of us like that's just that's crazy that ain't gonna get nothing accomplished uh another thing that divided us real quick and i wish i had saved the clip so we could play exactly what he said but you know what it's gonna be more fun when we paraphrase <laughs> jermaine dupree y'all okay. talked about this no I ain't, I ain't catch it i really was listening i heard y'all asap uh points jermaine dupree so he was on whatever oh, show he was I, on okay and he made the statements they now mind you they literally specifically asked him about women rappers yes the question was about female rappers female rap and i can't remember the exact question and again i'm paraphrasing all of this but he basically said uh because i think they asked him who does he think is the best female rapper and he said I don't really think they're rapping to be the best. It mm. all sounds the same, and it sounds Stripper like a bunch rap. of strippers rapping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was his quote, um, or his aunt version of the quote. Now, the way he said it, I could understand maybe a little bit of, like, question mark, but I do think that no, what nigga, he said had some validity. My female artist was Brat. She was rapping. Brat was one of the greatest rappers Ever the first male or female the first female rapper to ever sell a platinum record mm -hmm. like that's who I came in with that's who I put up with she yeah. rap better than you niggas yeah and so his his point about female rappers did not turn into yo well here are some female rappers that are good here's your rhapsody and your lady luck and yo whoever you want to throw out there that can really spit. It turned into, nigga, your old ass don't know shit about that, 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 and all these, they ain't rapping the same, and all them ain't strippers, and all, and it just turned into a male-female thing online. I was like, because yo. Because, so, uh, I am well-versed in the art of hip-hop. Yeah, facts. Um, um, a hip-hop connoisseur, if you would like. I mean, I used to do music. Um, I used to run companies who, yeah, you know. That's put, Jam and Jay. Uh, I put out. just listening. Through my company, yeah. I mean, I put out about four or five different projects. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, I, I did this, you know, had my own online radio show. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. music is something that is yeah. a core part of me. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So I don't just be talking out my ass. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But, like, when you talk about, it's always an undertone. It's like, okay, we're talking about mainstream music. yeah. First and foremost, you know, he was saying? not talking about your underground female rappers when, who ain't pop shit. When people talk about music, they're talking about mainstream music. What I hear when I get in the car and turn on Sirius or regular yeah. FM radio. Because I can list a name of female spitters who just cold, yeah. bar none. Yeah. Forget male, female who yeah. just cold, and none of y'all women yeah. um, are going to know who these people are, and you don't listen to their music. So all that woman empowerment, yeah. women do this, that's not true. In this space of music, yeah. for the majority, I'm not talking. Everybody is not in the same yeah. category. I'm not. It's not a monolith. But individually, you're talking about mainstream. Yeah. And mainstream corporatized rap music only puts a certain type of rapper out there. Yeah. The sex kitten rap. They put you in that. Yeah. So whatever you came into the game with, we gonna put the sex kitten outfit on you, and you are gonna rap about like 
think about this. So the little Kim, the Foxy Brown, the Queen Pen, um, the Trina, yeah. the all women who could spit. By all, the way, the little Kim. I mean the um, Nicki Minaj, the Meg The Stallion. Yeah. Like so, that's six. Cardi, Cardi B. That's seven different women, and you know what they all got in common. Yeah. You know what all yeah. seven of these women got in common. You can look at them and yeah. I. Literally, if you Google image, they will even be in a photo shoots in the exact same poses. Yeah. It's a certain type of a female rapper that they put out. Also, these are the ones that they pit against each other. Mm -hmm. They don't put, you ain't never see the the brat beefing with Missy, beefing with Queen Latifah, beefing with MC Light, beefing with um a rhapsody or like it's so many different rim and rap rappers who never have no conflict, do records together. Um, Jean Grey, which is probably the best female rapper ever. Um, shit, Free from One Hundred Six and Park was one of my yeah. favorite rappers. The niggas didn't even know she rapped. You know what I'm saying? But like, Free got ass though. <laughs> and that's the thing. What we do with women rappers nowadays, especially, we've always done it, but nowadays it's like heightened to a level that I think is uncontrollable at this point. We sexualize 100%. everything they do. So the best Cardi got songs that's hard as shit. But them ain't the ones that we gonna blow up. We gonna blow up the joint where she's squatting over a nigga mouth and holding uh, a stack over that nigga face. And you like, think you naturally like this shit. Yeah. But you got to understand that it's what's before being fed to any you, of these songs came out, there was seven, eight meetings, a boardroom, mm-hmm. pictures on the wall. Like, yeah. all this shit is being forced. I'm not saying it's not good. Yeah. I'm not saying that I don't listen to it. It's not yeah. entertaining. But you got to be real. Yeah. This is the product that the record companies and the labels give you. And Jermaine Dupri has been in the record industry for 30 years. He knows Nigga. what the fuck he's talking about. He know better than anybody on the gram. Like, I'm no. Throw that they, out there. They put the stripper rap out because all music. Hey. He from Atlanta. The music breaks in the strip club. Literally. He knows what he's talking about. And what's funny is, so again, his his comment about it sound like strippers rapping. That's where... All the controversy came. But that's where everybody ignored the part at the beginning of that where he said it doesn't sound like they're rapping to be the best rapper. That's the problem with all of this. Like they're not letting women or or it's the problem or it's not the problem. Yeah. Because y'all all making bread because you don't got to be the best rapper. Yeah. Meg popping right now and she in school getting her degree killing. What's dope is Meg can actually rap. Meg can rap. Nikki can rap. We heard Monster. I'll never ever forget the first time I heard Monster. But if Nicki put out a Monster verse or a Monster style song on every Nicki album moving forward that she ever dropped, we would never hear that song on the radio. That song would never make it to get a video. That song ain't gonna be what they promote, and that's the problem. Or it's not the they problem. giving you the sex because, like, if I just want to rap about sex and get paid legally for, who am I to yeah. say that's not a good career option? Hey, and it's great, but it don't make what he said untrue. Yeah. And that's the thing, like what people need to separate is the emotion yeah. from fact. Yeah. So rapping is a quantifiable skill. Yeah. As far as cadence, um, metaphors, similes, rhyme yeah. patterns, speed of rap, like it's a, it's a, it's a. I can quantify it. You know what I'm saying? I'm yeah. not talking about the message. I can quantify. I'm like, hey, this person can rap better than this person. I didn't say that your content is better yeah. or that your music connects with more people. It's a very so you know what they turn into online and shit when I'm going through the comments. It was literally three million different women saying, 
but niggas rap about the same shit too. All y'all rap about is drugs and money. And I'm like, A, that's false. But B, I understand what you mean. Cause there was a point where that was the Jermaine Dupree himself got a song, money, cash, ho or no, uh not money, cash hoes. Listen, what was Listen. All him right, and Jay Z. Y'all know. Alright, fine, fuck it. Uh. We're not rapping about bitches. We're not rapping about drugs. We're not rapping about money. So all the rappers is going to be rapping about uplifting the black community. Then all y'all niggas going to sound the same. Hey, but here's my thing, though. When they was making that statement, I wasn't making a comment because I don't feel like being added and involved in these long ass online beefs. But I'm like, yo, look at your top three, what you would call, I guess, new school rappers right now. Kendrick, J. Cole and Drake. If you want to go top three, them ain't no money, drugs and rap. Yeah, They might throw some money in there. Put like this at any year that you can pick. Yeah. Any fucking year you can pick, the best rapper of that year had substance. Eh. Period. The top rapper of any era, any everything, mm-hmm. had substance. I'm not talking about that one hot song that eh. Soulja Boy had one eh. year. Any top rapper, any eh. year, they always got substance. But it's like... like But that's is- where that's literally where I kind of... When I looked at who I would say the top three new rappers are right now... Kendrick Drake, J. Cole, in the top three female rappers right now, Cardi, Nikki, and let's just say Meg, or you could go City Girls if you want to. I would say whatever. Cardi, Nikki, Meg. Yeah, but we can go Cardi, Nikki, Meg. Yo, Jermaine Dupree's point stands with the top three females, but you can't say them top three males only rap about drugs, money, bitches. We talk like, about it on don't the work. show right now that it's only seven um, stories for movies, mm-hmm. and every movie is a version of these seven stories. Mm-hmm. What else you gonna rap? Like, yeah. if it's seven stories yeah. to talk about in general, yeah. it's seven different rap songs. And yo, if all the male rappers, which they don't, because we just proved, but if all the male rappers did rap about was money, drugs, bitches, and that's what they came from, I'm not mad. Just like if the women were really only rapping about stripping, and they came from stripping and fucking and prostituting. Too many metaphors. For sliding on the pole. Now, if you said that shit was some a dope ass simile, like yeah. oh shit, she got wordplay. Meg got three million bars about eating her coochie, man. She do that, and shit they well. be hard. They be hard. But you know what? So did Lil Kim. But Lil Kim, with Biggie's assistance, also had some bar bars. Foxy Brown, with Hov's assistance, also had some bar bars. And they like, don't rap um, in the cadence. Yeah. Or the double time mm-hmm. or the, the triple time rap like Meg do. Yeah. Like I didn't hear Meg yeah. just no, like Meg. just like rap on a beat. Fam. She can actually Meg rap. coming off the dome is hard. Like <laughs> that's what she said. Facts, <laughs> nigga. <laughs> double entendre, don't even ask me how, dog. But uh, anyway, man. Yeah. In general, all these like male versus female get out your feelings beefs. With this, with just facts. listen to what the nigga's saying dog he wasn't saying that none of them couldn't rap all he was saying was yo it don't sound like the top female rappers are rapping to be the best the top male rappers are rapping to be the best rapper like it ain't and that's yo there are a ton of female rappers who spit Dreezy is cold. Dreezy's cold. Rhapsody is co- Rhapsody will outrap ninety percent of the niggas rapping Shit, right now. Detroit Che is cold. What up though? You know what I'm saying? Hell, when Cash Doll ain't on some sex money mayhem shit, she can be cold. No, like, Cash Doll cold on that. She didn't find her lane on that storytelling shit. And that fam, that shit that she just previewed the other day with Big Sean sound hard as fuck. Cash Doll can go. Cash Doll, and that's what I'm saying. And Meg can go, and Cardi can go, and Nikki can go. We notice about all of them. All we saying is the labels in the industry do sexualize what's popping. Sex sales. 
sex sells and it's been selling and it don't stop just for your favorite now female you rap nigga pointed it out. Hey man, shout out to Jermaine Dupree and get out your feelings and start listening to the niggas that's actually trying to tell y'all something. Because again, that nigga brought out the brat. If you don't know who the brat is in rap, I don't know what to tell you, dog. But whatever. Um, let's get on some dope shit, man. Some cultural shit. Emmy nominations came out today, and guess who leading the motherfucking pack? Sixteen. When they see us with sixteen hot nominations, what's good? When they see us, man, Ava DuVernay, dog, I'ma um take a lot of credit for that 16 nominations because me and Jay sat on this pod and we told whoever was listening they need every Emmy nom they could possibly be eligible for. So I'ma run down a quick list. First and foremost, my man Jarrell Jerome playing Corey Wise is getting his first nomination, dog. He is getting the uh Lead actor, hold on, I want to find it. Lead actor in a limited series or movie. Jarrell Jerome played Corey Wise, acted his butt off on that episode. He killed it the whole series, but episode four, he absolutely tore that up. And he is now at least being recognized for his talent. We're going to hope for a win. If he doesn't get a win, it's another actor in that lead actor in a limited series or movie category that I wouldn't be mad if he got it. Shout out to the guy Mahershala Ali for True Detective. Uh, we got what's uh what's baby girl name? Cause I cannot find my notes. Um, Niecy Nash, yeah, lead actress in a limited series or movie as. Uh, Jarrell Jerome's mom, Corey Wise's mom, she is also nominated. Was she a lead actress? I guess in that film she would in, be. In that, yeah, in that when it's like episode, an ensemble type yeah. of cast, and so she was listed as a lead actress, but then somebody else got nominated as a lead actress from When They See Us. Uh, I'm about to butcher her first name, and I'm sorry for it. God bless you. Uh, Anjanu, Anjanu Ellis. She played, what's my dog's name? Uh, Michael K. Williams. He was, what's his name's dad? Yeah. And then she was the mama. Okay. I can't remember the young boy name. My bad. For the Antron. Antron, mm-hmm. yeah. She played Antron's mom in the movie. Her and Niecy Nash in the same category. But then, she, hmm. so they're listed as lead actresses. But then as a supporting actress... My guy, uh, Yusuf Salam's mom, was also nominated. Marsha Stephanie Blake, she was nominated. And then Vera Farmiga, who played the prosecuting attorney. So she white. But she was in a movie, so if she win it, then whatever. It all go to Ava anyway. But uh, And then Michael K. Williams caught a nomination for supporting actor in a limited series of movie. Asante Black, who played the youngest kid... Uh, I'm drawing blanks on anybody. He, Kevin Washington or whatever. Kevin Smith. He did a really good job. He So honestly, when I initially watched it, until I got to episode four, he was leading my like emotions for me. And then episode four, Jarrell Jerome just he went off. He did a really good job, even when he wasn't speaking. Yeah. But, um, His facial expressions facial was expression. like on some Denzel in that glory tier, that one tier. He was hitting me with them. Like when his eye was black, 
Lil Dog was killing it, dude. So Asante Black got his nomination. John Leguizamo got his nomination. Oh, this is nominate the whole damn cast. And Michael so, K. Williams caught his, man. If he had a speaking role, man, give it a nomination. Hey, man, Ava killed it. And then for a few non-when-they-see-us nominations, but they all cultural. I already mentioned Mahershala Ali for True Detective. Anthony Anderson, lead actor in a comedy series for Blackish. Viola Davis, lead actress in a drama for How to Get Away with Murder, and Sterling K. Brown, lead actor in a drama for This Is Us. Uh, this Is Us can get an Emmy. This shit make me damn near cry every episode, fam. And that nigga is a good actor. Yeah, I don't Sterling know K. About, Brown be getting busy, dog. I don't know about How to Get Away with Murder and shit. Like, uh. so the thing with Viola, and it was actually a few How to Get Away with Murder nominations. The other two were Glenn, it's, like, it's the same emotion over and over again like glenn I mean, thurman caught one that was colonel taylor from different world if y'all remember who knew he was on there so i stopped watching two he caught ago. one and cicely tyson caught one but both theirs were guest appearance emmys so they were on like two episodes or whatever two or three uh but they were both for how to get away with murder so if ava ain't winning uh what's the how to get away with murder chick the director she got a netflix deal too oh she do er and all Shonda Rhimes, Shonda Rhimes, yeah, Shonda Rhimes winning if Ava ain't winning. Uh, we we finally got a little bit of leverage. You know, I I watched uh, shout out to Shonda Rhimes. I watched Beats on um, Netflix. Did you look at that whole thing? I started it and then I couldn't. I wasn't really focusing, so I said I'm gonna run it back. Yeah, I watched the whole thing. Um, it was worth the watch. Yeah, I've heard. It I've wasn't heard. like like oh my god, this yeah, shit yeah. is so great. It was worth the watch. It was just a good sit down and catch it. Yeah. And uh, young boy who played young boy acted his ass. Main, off yeah, movie. yeah, the main cat. Yeah, he did a really good job yeah. acting. And his love interest, so to speak, did okay. a really good job in that movie too. Man, I mm. thought uh, it was some standout pieces in there. Um, it's good. It's good. It was some standout. It was standout performances. Shout out to Beats. We did tell y'all that was going to be on Netflix this month when we did our new Black and on Netflix at the top of the month. So go check that out if you haven't already. Speaking of Black stuff, couple additional notes I want to get into. The homie Kenan Thompson has a new NBC show coming out this fall, directed by Chris Rock. And not only is it directed by the great Chris Rock, but it's called The Kenan Show. And it's about his relationship with his two daughters as he plays a single father of twin girls. So, single dad on TV, directed by Chris Rock. I want this to be um, a real show. I don't want him looking buggy, googly eyed into yeah. the camera doing like the Saturday Night Live super over overly funny shit. Yeah. I want this to be a real show because I want it to last. I want him to get yeah. a different type of look. I don't want them to little rail him. I don't want them to little rail. That was little rail. That was all real. I'm yeah. gonna put that on real and Fox though, because Fox put, ain't giving him a chance. They put him on Sunday night during football, bro. Off top, he was set up for failure. That was just a bad show, dog. Facts, but because I fuck with and they, Lil and, Rail. and they and they 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 set him up for success though, because yeah. they premiered his shit. Like they gave him a lot of advertising. I couldn't go nowhere without seeing an advertising. They had commercials everywhere. Yeah. They had this show on my Instagram. They like stopped after the football game and we we premiered. Like they gave him a really good push. Yeah. The show just wasn't that good. And nobody watching that shit during it just, football. And I dog. tried to. That Sunday night football. And it I mean, wasn't gonna happen. Even if it was great, that shit could have been the wire. Wasn't nobody watching it. But we don't watch shit live anyway. We DVR it. You know uh -huh. what I'm saying? Uh -huh. The shit just wasn't good. Yeah, no, it was a not great show. And we told y'all that, that, that on the Harriet podcast. Tubman. Uh, he had like a Harriet Tubman, um, 
it was like a slavery race <laughs> <laughs> uh, vampire zombie oh, yeah, Frederick Douglass oh, thing. Lit. It was like a horrible. It was like every sketch that probably would have got cut from Saturday Night Live. Yeah, they put that shit on TV and made it thirty minutes. Well, speaking of the dog, Little Rel. So, did you ever see his stand up on Netflix? Yes, I thoroughly enjoyed his stand up on Netflix, which came well before the show, which is what had me. So he got that after Get Out. He was signed to Kevin Hart's uh, Heartbeat Productions. Kevin Hart had started doing like a thing where he was basically putting stand-up comics on who probably couldn't get a chance. He produced the uh, Lil Rail stand-up that was on Netflix. But now it's going to get better, man. Lil Rail's show didn't work out, but he back to doing what he do. He has an HBO special coming. And I'm excited about it because it's a big look. That HBO special for comics is big, man. HBO don't do specials no more. That's what I'm saying, dog. A lot of Netflix is catching a lot of them uh, stand-up specials, dog. Them deals Netflix crazy. Is, no, Netflix is the location now. Netflix is the location, but man, it's something to be said about a comic catching that HBO special. Man, a little real got one, so shout out to him. Uh, I heard he is like a co-director on it too, so he making it look how he want it to look. He producing it. He getting busy, but he coming to HBO soon. So stay tuned. They ain't announced no dates, but they coming, man. Shout out to little real. What else we got going on today, even though by the time y'all hear it, it'll be a day later. But today is the 20th anniversary of The Wood. One of my personal favorites, man. If y'all fucking with the culture, you got to fuck with The One Wood. One of my homegirls was in that movie. Stra- who? Jay Fierce. Who she played? She was on the bed. I um, follow her on the gram, man. Yeah, she was in that movie. That was her first film. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy, dog. Shout out to The Wood. One of the most important movies, I think, in black culture, not only because of when it came out 20 years ago and what it did, but it kind of showed it was very accurate for its depiction of us in the eighties through the nineties to the early two thousands. Like it kind of stuck to everything that we needed to give. Um, I think Stacy, the character in the movie was like probably one of the funniest niggas ever. Anything he said had me dying. It's a good movie dog. Great the movie. wood was great, man. It was acted. Well, it was enough comedy, enough drama to keep everybody interested. Dog shout out to the wood. And it has some dope actors in there, man. Omar Epson. Honestly, uh, the Wood may be underrated. The Wood is very underrated, yo. As a, as not like as the black film. Yeah, but, but as, as a movie, as a film in general, it's and it got great ratings. Like you, you know me. I I be on well, used to be on my IMDb shit before they took the comments, but it the Wood was rated like a eight out of ten. Like I it think, wasn't. I think BET ruined it. <laughs> Put that shit on BET too many times. That shit started looking low budget. Oh <laughs> like, man, man, they ruined Baby Boy, nigga. That forty dollars don't even hit the same no more, nigga. What else I got? I think that might be it on my notes, dog. You ready to get into the snowfall? Let's oh, see. oh, real quick. Wait, Black Bear letter? No, no. Well, yes, okay. but before that, <laughs> nigga, your man Robert. Homeland Security scooped him. Dog. Yo. Hey man, what we waiting for, dog? Yo. Well, what's going on in this Yo. court system that we can't push this shit through, dog? Yo. When Homeland Security show up at your door, nigga, you're in a different type of trouble, man. Let me give you a little bit of the knowledge I have. So R. Kelly was arrested on Thursday, this past Thursday night, by NYPD and Homeland Security. On a few separate allegations, child porn, enticement of a minor and obstruction of justice. He not getting out dog. like uh, today live. He was denied bond. And from what I hear, 
I, I can't confirm this, but I really heard that this was true, and I pray that it wasn't. They said that uh, the judge was like, he's denied bond because he's a flight risk. And R. Kelly's attorney said... <laughs> I don't know how to tie no damn... I don't know how to order no pain ticket. No. His attorney said, unlike his most famous Grammy Award-winning song, he doesn't like to fly. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here, <laughs> Yo, dog. How the fuck he, how did, how, how did he um get over there to? <laughs> don't you want to come back to America? Oh, he was definitely flying him out there. So what, where was he at? You know, he was in Africa somewhere. Yeah, yeah man. Fuck off. Uh, the indictment that came out Friday includes charges of racketeering, kidnapping, forced labor, sexual exploitation of a child. Uh, accuses R. Kelly, some of his managers, bodyguards, and assistants of targeting women and girls at concerts and other venues to be abused. Uh, man, just put this nigga in jail, man. The Move. two girls, if you remember the Surviving R. Kelly series and uh, podcast, whatever episode that was, the two girls, Joycelyn and whatever the other one's name was, that was like out here and their parents was looking for him. They are still living in his condo in Chicago. But they don't have any money, and they said they can't get in touch with any of the handlers who used to give them cash. They said the condos paid up till the end of the year, but after that, they don't know where they're going to live. So, might be a homeless kidnapping victim. Yeah, bitch, don't come back home. How about that? Oh, no. Joycelyn better not show the fuck up back at the crib. Keep your ass where the fuck you been. Yeah. I didn't put I didn't yeah. put in work to try to get your ass home. Don't run out yeah. of money and come home. Nah, January 1, I you done, I still love fam. you, but instead of fuck in wherever the hell you at. Yeah, man. R. Kelly, dog, your ass is Also, grass. I seen something like uh, friends of his have turned over like 20 additional tapes. Yep. So, that's actually what like. I put them niggas in jail. That led to it. I put them niggas in jail immediately. Yeah. So if y'all had the tapes, I would like immediately. Y'all had the tapes. And here's the thing. They probably turned them over because they know they're going to jail. So, hey, if we turn these over, maybe we get two years instead of 20. Them niggas going to jail immediately. Yeah, dog. dog. All y'all nasty. It's a lot of nasty shit going on in Chicago and New York. But shout out to NYPD and Homeland Security for getting that nigga out the streets, dog. And now we can get to. It's not a submitted Blackberry letter. But when I saw it online, it also related to a conversation I just had with one of my homegirls about a week and a half ago. So I thought it was relevant. All right. And I wanted to get Jay's opinion because I got mine. So it said, yo, I jacked this from another Facebook group. Fellas, you and a young lady have been spending time with each other for about three months. You flew her to your city a few times and y'all have engaged in some romantic vacation type shit. And are in the process of planning your next one. So y'all got vacations coming up and y'all done been on a couple in three months. Keep all that in mind. Now, you have both expressed that it's going better than you ever would have imagined. Y'all have been intimate and the only thing left is to really make it official. She tells you about a trip that she's taken to Miami for a weekend. This trip was planned before you even started talking. And it's to go hang with another guy who paid for everything. She comes back from Miami and she tells you she wasn't feeling the guy, but they did sleep together to show you that she's transparent and honest and would like to continue what y'all have going on. How do you feel? I had to bring that to the pot. Now, here's why. Before you even give me your answer. So I got a homegirl who I'm going to keep anonymous. That's my nigga. Shout out to her. She's what I would call a quote unquote good girl, right? 
But we was rapping the other day, right? I don't know, two weeks ago. And I was like, you know, what's good with you? She was like, nothing, getting ready to go on this trip. I'm like, oh, where are you going? I think she said like Costa Rica or something like that. I'm like, oh, that's lit. And I was like, you doing like some girl shit, little self-preservation? What you doing? She like, nah, I'm going with one of my exes. I'm like, oh, okay, y'all back kicking it now. That's what's good. She was like, hell no. Nah. He trying to kick it, but I don't like that nigga. I ain't trying to fuck with that nigga. I was like, okay, so why are you going to Costa Rica with dog? She was like, because he paid for everything. And I was like, okay, what happened to old boy you was kicking with? She was like, we still talk. Like, I'm still dating him. I was like, did you tell him you was going to Costa Rica with your ex? We ain't official. So I was like, okay. And then I ain't hit her up since she went to Costa Rica with her ex, but she went to Costa Rica with her ex. And that's what made me think about this. When I read this, I was like, wait, it's a lot of this going on. Uh, Women just taking trips to take the trip. So first of all, to the letter, how you feel about that? Y'all been kicking it three months. Y'all done went on a trip. Y'all been fucking. Y'all been doing anything. How you feel about it? Um, I've been putting my raw dick inside you. Uh, bitch, you're not fucking nobody else. And me continue to be with you. Period. So here was my initial response. Yes to everything you just said. But even more importantly, you're not going to lead with, yo, I went on a trip and I wasn't feeling it. And I wasn't feeling the dude. But, but I did let him anyway. fuck. Because here's why we got to stop talking. I understand we not official. You can do whatever you want with your coochie that you feel like doing. I feel you ain't cheat on me when you went on that trip. You ain't got that on your record. Don't trip. But you make bad decisions. You make poor decisions. You make very bad decisions. So for that alone. I don't want you. I'm cool because when it comes to a bigger decision, you would have sex with somebody that you don't want to have sex with just because he paid for it. Yeah. So that what like what what about this makes me think that be, if we were ever in a relationship that you would exhibit different behavior. Yo, I really wasn't like even trying to fuck dude, and he was coming at me, so I went out and fucked him. Like he had bought me a, a limerita. Like I don't think you like Fam. a bad person or yeah, like no, I don't think like, nothing. You, poor I'm not call you poor and all that shit, but nope. like. Again, you do not have cheater on your record. You ain't got to walk around claiming that. No, no stick. However, your you poor decision yo, and, and your your emotional intelligence is really, 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 really low. Yeah, because man. without first of all, foremost, I'm an adult. Facts. I'm never gonna have a conversation and say, "Hey, we're a girlfriend and boyfriend right now." Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't know how that works. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if that's the actual conversation that you have, but um, like, but like. There is a conversation, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have like, that we official convo. Um, I don't remember exactly how I made shit official with any of my girlfriends that I've ever had. But like, we being intimate, we yeah. uh, doing, we kicking it. I fly you out. We going on trips. Three months is a short amount of time. She sound like she out anyway. It don't matter. Um, and here's the thing. But your emotional intelligence, because yeah. you like a reasonable person should be able to say if I do this and have sex with this person this person's feelings is gonna be yeah. hurt cause I would assume that you like this person that you're friends three months of it yeah. you know what I'm saying Man. like if we going in and out the country we having a good time we exchanging energies on that yeah. level I would have exchanging fluids I, I would hope that you care for me and mm-hmm. my well being or whatever like you don't think that this would be a little yeah so one thing I thought about was because uh, I've seen a lot of, I went through, again, I'm going to go through comments on anything controversial just to try to see, like, yo, am I wild? Am I in the minority for feeling the way I feel? So, and not that I need to be in the majority, 
but just like, am I like tripping? You know what I'm saying? So I'm going through comments and I saw a lot of people saying, oh, at least she kept it real with him and told him like, and I was like, yo, in this situation, I appreciate your honesty. Absolutely. That honesty gives me the choice, gives me the choice, but it also gives me the confidence that if maybe life brought us back together down the road and maybe I felt you were a little more mature and maybe the situation was a little different down the road. No, this means down the road, if I want to take you on a trip, I can still fuck. Yeah. That's what that makes the me. Honesty <laughs> makes me feel comfortable that you're not on bullshit when you talk to me, because a lot of people tell you bullshit. Like doing bullshit, she obviously doing bullshit. Like, but a lot of people won't tell you they did some bullshit. That actually means like if you and old boy get together and y'all together, mm-hmm. I can proposition you with a trip, go out of town, and still fuck, even if hey, you don't want me to. Hey, but I that's just poor decision making. My whole thing, I appreciate your honesty. I do because you kept it a buck when a lot of people wouldn't. Men yeah. and women would not keep it a hundred on that. But just because you've been honest. Don't mean that I got to keep fucking with you. No. Your honesty allows me to make a choice. And that's yeah. all. Ultimately, that's what I want in life, right? I want to make the my opportunity own decision. Don't make it for me. Yeah. You give me opportunity. I can stay or leave, put everything on the table. I respect mm-hmm. that. I mean, like, maybe you do care about me as a person. Yeah. You don't give me that option. Um, I wish you made better decisions. Yeah. Uh, with your, your pussy and my well-being. Because. I mean, I'm not going out of town to fuck with a condom. I mean, <laughs> I'm not going out of town to fuck with a condom. But nah, they uh, don't even sell condoms out of town. I don't right know, here. and I don't no. trust the, no. the the fucking Costa Rican condoms. No. I don't know and what no, they make them fam. shit out of. <laughs> you will put on a dr condom, nigga. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here, nigga. <laughs> that bitch no. come with the AIDS in it, nigga. That no, is not loose. No, I'm straight, nigga. but uh, uh, no, man, I I can't roll. Wish I would buy a condom in dr. <laughs> I can't roll. I'm in DR, nigga. Everybody dying, nigga. Shit. We run like a motherfucker. Dick Raw, DR, nigga. That's what that shit stands for. Pause, nigga. Dominican <laughs> Republic, <laughs> Republic, nigga. Um, yeah, man. I just in that scenario, again, your honesty is appreciated. Because let's flip. I just that. can't rock it with you. Let's dog. flip that though. Yeah, because you know. Oh, let a nigga go out. Of, first of all, off like, top, off top, a nigga. Tells a girl he been kicking it with for three months. They've been doing it. They've been doing. They've been on trips. They've been all that. He tells her, "Yo, I promised this girl one I was my, gonna take her out of town." One of my exes hit me up, and uh, matter of fact, we was at a we was at a location, yeah, for a mutual friend, mm-hmm. and she was like, "Uh, do you want to go?" Insert out of the country just in case one of y'all follow her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, for this with this wedding, you know what I'm saying with me. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I didn't go, but like, like you know what time it is. Once we get yeah. to this other country, we gonna act like everything is all good. Yeah. And, and that would be that would that wouldn't that wouldn't sit well for my <laughs> my situation right now. So, dog, if if I told a girl I've been dating for three months that yo. This chick I used to rock with, I forgot. I booked us this trip to go out of town. We don't rock no more, but she still want to go. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to hit uh, DR and we're going to go down there, drink out the hotel joint. Maybe we come back. Maybe we don't. I'm I probably, don't know. I'm probably going to fuck, get yeah. a little bit of dome. Hey. Then I'm going to come back. But look, when I get back, though, I'm I'm telling you now because I'm keeping it real. I want I'm you to trust me. Like this bitch supposed to come back. I'm supposed to kiss her in the mouth. Fam. If you went all the way down there First and get that all, nigga no head. When you down in anything that end with an R, if it's DR, <laughs> CR, PR, or whatever. Bitch, get my dick CPR. Like, you what sucking, are you? No. Fam, you're sucking mad dick. 
that's just an aggressive way to return to the United States. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't come back here with sand falling out your mouth. You've been sucking sandy balls. No, I'm cool, don't man. Don't come back with the DB. And, yo, here's the thing, ladies. What I want to encourage y'all to do is do what this young woman in this scenario did. Keep telling your niggas the truth. But understand that if your truth was a poor decision... He might not stay. Because here's where the convo led to. This me. is why niggas lie, though. Oh, because they know you're going to leave. Because, like, uh, hey, uh, I'm going to tell you the truth. You're going to leave because it was a poor decision. Yeah. And now I don't want you to leave. Yeah. So niggas lie because of that. And women lie. When I say niggas. No, men lie, women lie. Facts. Yeah. Hove told y'all that. So it's true. So the next time she with a nigga and some shit like this happened, she may not tell yeah. the truth yeah. if she didn't like oh, the no. outcome. Her telling him the truth was great. She will never tell the truth again. Mm-hmm. That's it for the truth. Nope. Next time she going to fucking Cuba or wherever and she getting plugged by Shea Guevara and she not saying Why nothing. Why does she want to go though? Fam, you don't like him. It's a, and so you know what I thought? Because I almost gave her like a slight thing for going like, oh, well, you know, I give her a head or the little benefit of the doubt. Then I thought she said in the thing. He's paying for everything. So you're not even taking a financial L by not going. You're lit- he could have invited another girl if you didn't go. Three months ago, he could have, t- like, nigga, Fam. I'm not. Once we stop fucking with each other, the trip is off. Yo, and let's talk about what you just said. Where he been at the last three months? I mean, you've been dating and rocking and going on trips and having unprotected sex. I wish to. Oh, he a new nigga? Y'all kicked it in. Y'all stopped kicking it for three months. And then he called you, like, hey, we still on for the trip? And you was like, yep. Fam, I don't think people understand how quickly a forty-five caliber shoots. <laughs> <laughs> you feel me? I don't think they understand the speed of Cal. Man. Like, yeah, I, don't know. I don't know, dog. But all I know is, ladies, I encourage you. I employ you. Keep telling your dudes the truth, fellas. fellas I encourage you. Keep telling your lady the truth. But think about what the truth means. If you telling them the truth, and you know that it puts them in a spot that. So look. They so might leave. Maybe you shouldn't do what you're doing. That's all. That's it. Listen, <laughs> without a title, yeah. without anything like that, if my action mm-hmm. is, if I can, in the foreseeable future, yeah, me doing this is going to hurt the person that I've been spending the majority of my time with yep. and want to build something with, maybe I shouldn't do it. Or not even broke, because that's the messed up part. It might not even hurt them. If me doing this might make them say, you know what? I ain't gonna mess with that nigga no more. He a cool nigga. He a nice guy. He was good, but I ain't gonna. I don't trust what he do. Maybe I shouldn't do that. Shit. Maybe I shouldn't do it. And that's it. So, ladies, fellas, if you doing something that's gonna make that person you actually like and want to become official with, because y'all ain't had that convo yet. That's think, it. Think about this though. That's it. Think about this. You really like this nigga, mm-hmm. and like in your brain, you going out out of time with another nigga and fucking him, and then telling him it's gonna make everything okay. Cause you thought that was gonna save you, fam, fam. Let's just. I'm, I'm moving on. Yeah, dog. I, <laughs> yo. That and here's made the no thing. Goddamn sense. Don't lie to me neither, though. And I'm gonna throw that in there. It just has to. Don't think just cause. All right, now if I tell the truth, I'm gonna get in trouble. So I'm gonna just lie. Don't lie to Ant, nigga. Cause again, 45 is quick. It's a very fast gun. It's been out for a long time. Let's get to Snowfall, dog. Let's get let's, it. Let's talk about this premiere episode, man. So, Jay gave it a seven and a half. I gave it a strong eight and a half. Uh, 
and I bumped that eight and a half up Come from on, my man. initial listen, seven. Listen, man. listen, dog. Let's get to it. I got mad notes, hold on, bro. Hold on, dog. You mean to tell me because a ten is the best you can get? Yeah, I get that at eight and a half on the rewatch, bro. So only one point five better. Yeah, it's all dog. these episodes. No, fam. I need I need nah, more than one point five. I gave that premiere. That premiere was hot, bro. I'm not saying it's that not. premiere was hot, bro. I don't think a seven and a half is a bad number. No, not at all. I gave it a seven initially and was like, that was cool. But but my rewatch. Ooh. I don't know. I can't go that high. So let's get into it, dog. So the opening scene, man, we got Officer Andre, who's the next door neighbor, uh, lived next door to Franklin's mom. And he's the black cop in Compton. That's something that's tough to be. Yo, that led me to a whole nother convo. Before we even dig into the episode, real quick, I wanted to ask you because I thought about this. Could you be a black police officer? Could well, you be a cop? I'm if I was a police officer, I yeah. would definitely be a would black you though? <laughs> would you though? I would definitely be a Franklin, black Franklin challenged officer. Andre. You know what I'm saying? So if you would if, I be a police officer? Would you be a police officer? Uh I, I I could be. Yeah. So here's where I struggle with it when I thought I, about I could it. be the state police. Okay. I could see the state police. I, I, would, I would be a state police. It ain't confining you to uh I'm not going on like active house calls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now granted, I'm pulling niggas over on the highway all yeah. day and maybe Catching you on on seventy five South. Yeah, no, nah, I, I mean you on the lodge with it. Yeah, yeah, you on the lodge with it. That's Jay leaning over Linwood, uh, flagging you off uh, going over twenty. Uh, could I be a cop? Here's where I struggled. So I really started thinking about it, bro. They don't pay enough for me. Be perfectly honest. Depends on the county. Depends on the county. I'm sure they don't pay enough. For me. Depends on the county. And a lot of these cops, OT, that overtime is crazy. I ain't working OT. Uh, but here's where I struggle with: Could I be a cop or not? I feel like the reason that police relations between uh, cops and African-Americans is bad is because there aren't enough black police officers. Where? Everywhere. Like in all the. It's a whole bunch of black cops. It's a lot of black cops in Detroit. But I'm saying just in. I would I would even say there's there is more black police officers in Detroit. There are definitely white cops in, oh, in the city. Oh, 1,000%. But I, I, would, I, I think there are more black cops than white cops. But you look at shit like just because you live in Detroit don't mean the cop gets you in Detroit. You might get got by a Southfield cop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Might get sure. got by a Livonia cop. That's what I meant. So like I, where? I, yeah, yeah. So in general, when I was thinking that, I was just thinking in total, there aren't enough black police officers specifically who patrol areas where black people are. Yeah. Cause a lot of the let's say a lot of the fun that happens in the Metro Detroit area, let's just say Royal Oak. Royal Oak's popping. Niggas go to Royal Oak to drink and to shop and to have fun and to get food. And you might get into some shit in Royal Oak or Ferndale. Ain't a lot of black cops out there, fam. We safe riding the lodge. Niggas just block the whole damn freeway and nobody arrested them because it don't be no black police officers from Detroit on the lodge, black, white, whatever. But I feel like it's not enough black officers from the communities that we live in because we don't all just live in the city. We live in Warren. We this live is, on the east. We live is, in East Point, Gross Point, this wherever. This is how I could be a police officer. Okay. Um, I would only be a police officer in the city of Detroit. Mm-hmm. And I would only be a police officer if I can go with a group of my guys. I got you. And like if we went to the police academy together. Yeah. And then we all went to the same precinct together. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah. But I'm not going into a precinct and I wouldn't go into a precinct with 
predominantly white or some shit I don't have yeah. any kind of control of. So, so that's kind of where they fuck us too. Seven or eight of seven or eight of my guys, and I'm yeah. like, are right, we gonna really turn this motherfucker like when we can actually impact a neighborhood? Yeah. Granted, that's never gonna happen. I'm too old to be being motherfucker rookie or some shit. Yeah. Ain't no, I don't, I don't, I'm not doing that. I don't do no hazing or no shit like yeah. that. But like, um, so that's where they kind of mess us up too, though. So like in Michigan or Metro Detroit, I'm gonna just stick to Metro Detroit. The highest paying uh, police departments are state police. East Point. I'm just talking city. Okay. Yeah, yeah. East Point, Livonia, Novi, Gross racist, Point, racist. And I want to say, like, Detroit is like fifth or sixth. Detroit made like 15, I don't know. I, at one point, it was $15 an hour. Yeah. Um, and like Detroit, so how Detroit uh, police departments try to kind of balance the lack of pay, they try to offer like stipends to get a house in the city. You remember for a minute they had that, yo, you could buy a crib for like $10. And they were selling some of these foreclosed houses to pe- police officers to keep them in the city. And I was like, yo, that's cool. Like, a cop can afford a crib for ten dollars. When like, I run, when I run for office, I have a, a plan that will fix all that. Mm. We ain't gonna give you all them uh, exclusives on the show though. Y'all gotta pay for that, uh, or vote for Jay. Facts. You know what I'm saying? But uh, so I, I thought about that though because I'm like, I would love for there to be in the inner cities across the world for it to be more black people talking to these black people, communicating with these black people. Who are from these neighborhoods? Because I feel like that's where a lot of the fucking discourse comes from. When a white officer who ain't never been over here comes over there, and they immediately fear something that me and you are used to. You know what I'm saying? They start, they get on, they shook, and now they hand on a pistol for like a motion or an action that you and I know is pretty common and won't lead to nothing for real. Like this ain't worth dying over. Um, but on the flip side. Black people have such a negative relationship with police officers because of all the shit we do. We started this podcast talking about Eric Garner being choked out and them saying that they won't be charging that officer with an illegal chokehold. Crazy. So even though I watched on video him put Eric Garner in an illegal chokehold by definition of what they call an illegal chokehold. I literally saw it with my own two eyes, but they just told me it was not an illegal chokehold and he won't be charged. So that bugged me out. But on the flip... I feel like with Andre, the officer that lives next door to Franklin's mom to bring it back to the show, he's conflicted because the episode starts out with him riding around the neighborhood and it looked cool. Like people outside, they having fun, nice, sunny California day, look popping. And then he hits the corner and when he turned that corner, he see a dope fiend, and he realized there's this crackhead, a young lady. She trying to make a little purchase. Um, she gives my man, my man sitting in the car. She hands boy $10 dog told her she was short and it was only nine and they get into a little argument and she like, yo, I know I handed you $10 dog start telling her, no, nah, fam, you gave me nine. Like you was, you a dollar short the whole time. Andre, the, the black police officer, he's sitting there watching it. And so as they arguments start escalating, he run up on them to try to, you know, see what the hell going on. Meanwhile, the crackhead reached into the window trying to get the rock because she like, I gave you 10. I need my rock. She reached in there trying to grab the work. You gave me nine. Dog seen Andre running up in the background and he just pulled off with shorty in the window, which I thought was so funny, but so accurate, bro. Like that was such a John Singleton, man. Rest in peace to the guy. But uh, the dude pulled off the dope dealer dude. He pulled off. 
knocks Shorty out the window. She falls. She rolls on the ground. Andre runs up on her thinking like, oh, let me help her. She just got thrown from a moving vehicle. And then when he gets up to her, she not hurt. She don't even know what just happened. She wants she, that rock. She got that rock. She literally reached in that car, grabbed that rock, and she ain't care about getting thrown out the car. She lit up. She smoked it. Took that hit. And she smiled at that nigga, dog. And he looked like he seen a ghost, bro. And that was the plight of the black police officer in the early 80s, dog. This season is set in 1984. 82. No, 84. Is it? It's 84. Yeah, I checked it on the... Uh, yeah, I think 84. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw it on the Snowfall Instagram page. But uh, that was the plight that, that Andre... I think that's really when he realized, like, yo, this ain't weed. This ain't heroin. This ain't nothing that I'm familiar with, dog. This crack... It's tearing this neighborhood up in a way that I ain't never seen, bro. And that was the it was that was a great opening, dog. Yeah. And uh from there, it turned up, man. Uh they was uh went to the the house where um Jerome was getting ready. Yep. Everybody was getting ready for this opening of uh Yeah, jamming Jerome's jamming Jerome's Uncle went, Jerome opening his stereo store. Yeah. He got him a little like situation coming. I'm glad he did that. Some legit. Yeah. Yeah. And as we know, just about dope moves in general, if you're involved in any of that, you need something legit. Yeah. Not to date laundering money through it, but in general, you explain you, yeah. how I got all Yo, this here's stuff. where I'm getting money. And I like the enterprising of it. Like, hey, yeah. I want to, he said, I want to be the next radio shack. Yep. You know what yep. I'm saying? So I thought that that was cool. Got commercials and shit. Yeah. Um, you see, I don't think they played the commercial. I be seeing it on Instagram. Though. In the in, on the show, yeah, but I on, saw the commercial. Yeah, I've seen it a few. He has well, I've seen two commercials on the gram, and I laughed at both of them because yeah. Jerome looks wild. Uh, that Jerry Curl crazy. Yeah, but um, uh, yeah, so he's getting dressed, getting ready to go to the to the store for his grand opening, and they go to the store. Everybody from the neighborhood there, they all out, and Andre, the police officer, his daughter's there. Mm-hmm. She just finished her school year, her senior year of high school, and she like, yo, I got into Spelman. I'm moving next month. She going to Atlanta. You want to know what that told me? I don't think she's going to survive this season, dog. I think she's going to die. Why you think that? Her saying I'm moving next month, I just got a whole bunch of foreshadowing in my – like, soon as she said it, that was my initial thought. She ain't going to make it a month. She's going to die. Something going to happen. Because I feel like, and granted, that I could be completely off base. But yeah. then I started thinking like, and we see a little bit of it in this episode. I imagine we're going to see more of it as the season goes on. Folks, is coming for Franklin. He the top dog. You you brought this in the neighborhood. We know that don't last long. There will be other crews and people coming at you to try to do what you're doing. And they're going to have to try to get to you. I, think she I don't see to, her surviving, bro. She ain't going to make the Spelman. I think she's going to college. Remember uh, I said that. She ain't making the Spelman. I think it's possible that she may come back and drop out and get Possibly. involved in the, and, and get involved somehow. Oh, I don't know. Or maybe that she may be the, 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 the person in his ear always trying to tell him to get out the game. Yeah. Like, you should get out. Yeah. And then he should listen to her. And then ultimately, like, whatever the final season is, he get arrested. Or, yeah. Who knows? But um, I thought it was dope because, like, the last time – they kind of ended up on bad terms. Yeah, they weren't in the greatest space. Yeah. And uh, he was rapping with her, told her like he was proud of her and whoop, whoop, whoop. And then she became the first Tasha. That nigga handed her that stack. 
The whole tone of the combo changed, bro. Yeah. He handed her a whole rack of 20s, dog. He like, gave her about, looking at that rack, he gave her about 15, 20 thou. I, that was a thick, you know what I'm saying, pause. Yeah. Like, that was a thick she little She was talking static, about, like, no, you need, to, you need to focus on your studies. Yeah, he like, young. oh, because that's what she said. I'm going down there early so I could get a job. And that nigga well, said man, a I've been job. I've been meaning to give you a. Uh, yeah. He's like, no, don't do it for him. She only said no. Now, once. mind you, she used to hold his book bag for him with the work in it. Yeah. So, in drug he dealer world, yeah, it was. Yeah, in the drug dealer world, he owed that. He owed that because you was the same way. You remember uh, on Power when Fifty had uh, Sean Mama holding that bag the whole time he was locked up. Oh yeah, she was mad because she threw it in her window and yeah. that was the cop crib. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. She went there like, nigga, you about to get us. She you. like, yo, nigga. This. Hey, well, nigga, you know, you know what I do. Yeah. You want but, me to uh, go to prison? You want me to go to jail, nigga? Hey, but she hid that bag and she just got paid something crucial, man, and probably gonna get more. So she was there with two of her homegirls, which Facts. I didn't know was important at the time. Yeah. And they went outside for a picture. Family only. Yeah. And uh, he thought, like, come on, jump in the picture. She was like, nah, nah, nah. She's smart. Don't jump in the yeah. picture with the drug ain't, ain't, no, and shit. ain't no pictures. But her pops was across the street watching the whole thing. Yeah. Pops was, uh, he was on the lookout. Yeah. And um, I think next scene was uh, them at, back at the spot. No, one one of the scenes was uh, somebody coming up to, uh, what's her boy name? Uh, Goddamn. Leon. Leon. Yeah, yeah. Leon was in the park getting his hair cut. Yo, yo, hold up. First of all, hold up. Before we even dig into Leon, real quick, dog. This from Ant, but this for me and Jay. We want to send the most sincere apologies to Leon. Facts. For bagging on my dog in the predictions, yo. But we, we hope. We, we Yeah, we did hope that Leon, because we. We so, willed yo, this into existence. If, if y'all listen to last week's episode, we told y'all that, yo, Leon. He was supposed to be the muscle, right? Leon was supposed to be the dude. He didn't call the body before. He didn't did some time before. But he was still looking soft. But he out wasn't. There. So you know what I asked myself watching this episode before they even show Leon? We went into it, and I said at the crib, I said, "Is Leon gonna be Tommy, or is he gonna be G Money? Because them Leon, two different type soldiers, dog. Leon gonna be Tommy, or is he gonna be Weebay? Hey, because I need Weebay. Hey." But I, see, I went Tommy G Money because I'm like, yo, before Tommy turned into whatever Tommy is now and he kind of untrust, Tommy was the most loyal. Tommy was like a dog. You know what I'm saying? Like he was loyal as hell to Ghost. But more importantly, he'll bust his gun for whatever. G Money, quick to get turned out by some money, by some hoes, by some drugs. Like G Money kind of got off his, his swivel real quick. But I think Weebay, that's a good example too, like of a loyal soldier that's going to ride the whole way. Like, so I was wondering what Leon gonna be, and then we finally get introduced to Leon, and so it's a bit of the, it's a it's a bit of the writing that I do kind of enjoy, yeah. Because um, they didn't have to tell you that some time had passed, yeah. yeah um, they facts. just they just wrote it in a way that you knew some time had passed. You yeah. can tell by the way they dressed, how everybody was acting, yeah. How Leon was dressed, and yeah. how Leon now had muscle with him. They getting money now, yeah. Leon his, got a bodyguard. He getting his hair cut, you know what I'm saying, in the in the little alleyway or whatever. What I don't know what to call it. Yeah, on the grass and then sending the projects, just chilling. Yeah, young dude come up to him like, I just want to get money with y'all. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's like, no, don't walk. Leon bodyguard, like, don't come up on us like that. Fam. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, all right, Le- Leon, all right, you know. Yeah, she's like, cracking. Leon definitely looking like the man, and uh, or he looking like the man of the man. You know what I'm saying? He's second in command, and um. He getting his haircut. My young dude rolled up on him, said, what up, though? Leon wasn't with it, had his bodyguard handle that, and that kind of set a little 
precursor for what we was gonna see with him and the bodyguard and their relationship. Yeah, and then like in the background, some niggas rolled up. Yeah, and it was peeping the scene. And it shit. was three cats in a the car. They pull up around the corner, but they about a block away. They on the end of the block, and they just staring, and they looking like, "Yo, that's them right there." They got that look on them, and they like, "Yeah, dog, we just supposed to be." Basically, they was there to scope the scene. They wasn't there to cause no drama. It was let's figure out what's going on over here. Let's let's understand the operation. That was a lead in. They was leading us up to so I right, let's just jump into the character man boy yeah man boy played by one of them funny dudes off the gram who's actually way more talented than the gram he he had instagram cat never knew yeah um yeah he was in a netflix movie that came out earlier this year that was his first role and then he got this uh role shortly after but shout out to dog i can't think his name right now but anyway man boy is the other dope boy in the neighborhood right now um, he the other sort of well known. He went to school with Leon and Franklin. They all went to high school together. They know each other. He not some new foe. He just another crew. Yeah, and and that's what it is. So Manboy sent his three soldiers out there to kind of watch the projects and see how Leon and all them was moving, learn what they doing, learn the game, see how they move, and then was probably setting up for later to rob their truck or whatever. Like who knows what he was setting up for. But because like, yes. So they just sent them out there to watch. Yeah, that was it. They yeah. were supposed to watch him. My man in the back seat was very clear about that. He like, nigga, he said watch. He's like, yeah. nigga, we watch him because we gonna rob, right? So we go back to uh to later that night after the the Jam and Jerome's party or whatever, and the three cats is sitting there and they watching, and a ice cream truck pulled up late at night, no music. Late at night, no music. Sitting low. You pull up to the projects. We know what this is. That's the re up. This ain't nothing legal at all. This the re up. And so my man in the front seat, he said, he like, yo, this the re up truck. Dude in the back was like, no, nah, we ain't here to rob no re up. He sent us over here to watch the block. That was it. They like, fam, we not finna let these niggas re up right in front of us. So they start loading up the weapons, so they could walk up on the truck. Dude from the back seat say, yo. I'm in the no, car. I ain't no fucking getaway they driver. They like, yo, well, be prepared to leave. He like, I ain't a getaway driver neither. I'm not doing nothing but watching. That's it. So them two in the front get out. They got their weapons cocked. They ready. They arms to the side looking like they ready. And they walking up on the ice cream truck. And before they even get their arms up to go jack, bow bow. Leon. Leon came out the gate blasting, dog. I know. Uh, Resident Evil 2. Uh, <laughs> Leon. That's all I'm gonna say. Um, dog. Leon, dog. Leon caught multiple bodies. Nigga caught a headshot pause from half the block away in the dark. Yeah. While he was moving. Yeah. Nigga, nigga that boy aim is scantless. Yeah. Uh, Leon caught my man with the headshot while he was walking. My then man, they shot my other dude like four times. My man felt like the uh, the store clerk in Menace, nigga. Yeah. Like he caught the, the ill dog. You said about piece. my mama, nigga? And yeah, they put one the dog dome. They shot other boy. Nigga, you know how you know how much that made me happy, dog. Uh, Leon came out looking like we asked Leon to look. But other than that, like I wasn't ready for the crew to take an L yet. That quick, we just got reintroduced. You know what I'm they saying? They can't take no L yet. Like nigga, we can't be soft out here. Yeah. Like I, I was just happy that it didn't go down and like that. Not even just not looking soft out here, but y'all look smart. You ain't just out here letting the streets be run by crew niggas. Like, no, nah, Leon, you my second in command, nigga, be on it. 
You got to be the eyes in the back of my head. So you watch the street, nigga. I'm going to watch the money and, and the product, and I'm going to handle that. And they killed them too. The dude that was left in the car that driving uh, that was driving, he got away, barely, because the car caught a couple, but he pulled off, and he went back to report to Man Boy. Yeah. Problem number one, I don't like dog's name being Man Boy. That bothered me. I don't know why. I just feel like it was uncreative, lacked in, like, creative. Tell me something. I don't know. I thought th- I thought it worked because it was a different name, and he is definitely a different type of individual. Yeah, so I'm definitely still trying to figure dog out. I ain't dig the name, but they went back and they reported to Man Boy. Well, dude went back and reported to Man Boy and the crew, and he's telling them, like, yo, them two got killed. And it's a girl in there. Like, nigga, why you let them? And she like, why you let them get killed? And she a familiar fucking face. Leon's old word. Yeah. So uh, if you watch season two, if you familiar, Leon's ex girlfriend, who he was madly in love with, she was the second person that learned how to cook up after uh, Aunt Louie. She was the second one that they taught how to cook, but she started smoking the rock. He tied her ass to a chain. He tied her up because she became a hit. Yeah. You knew, niggas wasn't taking a hit of that crack and not becoming a hit back in the day. So she took a hit, she became a hit, and she started stealing from them. Yeah. So he tied her up in the house, but she got away at the end of the season. Like one of the last three episodes, she got Franklin away. Franklin should have killed her. Off, but he tried to trying to do your man a solid, not kill your girl. I would I would I would have got it done on the back end. Cause Leon was begging, please and, don't and kill. Let me handle it, Franklin. Yeah, I would have got her killed on the back end, yeah. so my man wouldn't. I, I would been on some ghost shit yeah. and killed. Yep. She'd have got hit by a car, or she'd have got sent away. I'd have put her crackhead ass on a bus to fucking... No, 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 no. I'm just going to pay a nigga from another neighborhood to knock her off. Yeah. But that's what you tell Leon. Yeah. Yo, bro. I, shit. I seen her get on the Greyhound. Nigga. Or, nah, nigga, you bought the overdose for sure. Yeah. Hit her with a hot. Little hot ball. Yeah. Dog, you know what I'm saying? Hit her with a quick... She got to go. Hot eight, but they shouldn't have left her alive. So her being the only other person that know how to cook this rock up. Wouldn't taught the other niggas how to cook. She taught man boy whole crew how to cook up. So the reason they was even looking to rob Franklin them in the first place. Because, yo, if we get they work, now we the only niggas with it. So she like, I can't believe you let them niggas get killed. Whoop, whoop, whoop. He like, fam, you know how they was. They was crazy. They ain't listening to nobody. And then that's when we get introduced to uh, Man Boy officially. He the leader of whatever crew this is. Man Boy told her straight up, like, yo, I need you to tell me anything you know about Franklin, about Leon, and about their operation. And she like, yo, Franklin, them don't play. Straight up. Call them Saints. I told you, niggas. Saint don't play. Like, and that nigga like, I don't care. Like, tell me what's good. Then we see him go over to the house. Well, now they in the crib talking about like was 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 popping. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like, all right, this is what we gonna do. This is what they like. They got because the- now they know niggas at them. Yeah. So this is our first introduction to okay. There's another crew after Franklin. Like this is officially like the beginning of the drug wars, right? Um, which in real life became hell on the second they become drug dealers. Yeah, it's niggas who rob drug dealers. Facts. I would be a drug dealer robber. Facts. My dad was a drug dealer robber. I, it's just easier for me to do that. Yeah, you already got the money. I don't want to have to sell product. You already sold it, and you have the money. Yeah, the police Give me your money. The police are less likely to come looking for your killer. You know what I used to think about? This is back when I was, you know, slight going. Shout out to West Side niggas. Um, I used to really think about, like, dog, one day I want to go to, like, whatever the popping strip club was back in the day. I can't remember back in, like, 99, 2000 when I used to think about this shit. Just go to a strip club. And just rob all them niggas as they come in. I tell you why I moved out of my first apartment. 
What? Uh, he stayed on Eight Mile in uh, Evergreen. I mean, Eight Mile in Telegraph in like yeah. uh, Stanford or some shit. Them yeah. like them yellowish. Yeah, one of I know exactly what you're right. talking about. They stayed there. Love them apartments too. Yeah, that was low key. I think at the time this was what 2005 or some shit. Okay, 2004. It was like. I don't know, four ninety five, five hundred dollars a month. Hey, you know what I'm saying? Crazy Shit affordable, cool, yeah, cool, nigga, cool. cool. And um, the lady, this little young cold piece, yeah, live right across the hall from me and shit. She was fuck with a dope boy though, mm. and um, I'm talking about heavy dope boy, yeah. Though. Like I mean, was they was it. they was getting working. They was getting to it. Like okay. once a month, like it'll be the seven forty fives, the Range Rovers, and everything yeah. over there. And they'll go over there. They do their cook up shit, right? Yeah. I mean, like, whatever they was over there. Like, I literally would look out the peephole and see them bringing them bags and shit in. Like, I seen these niggas drop a brick of cocaine, go yeah. in that bitch, and then come back like, oh, shit, I dropped one. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, one night, whatever the fuck they be cutting that shit with, I'm in my, my apartment. I'm in sleep. I woke up coughing. Man. I thought niggas was in my living room. Mm. Like, that's how, how strong this shit yeah. was, right? So, I used to listen or hear her. On the phone, like, oh, whatever this nigga name was. Oh, he got, like, $40,000 over here. You know what I'm saying? I'm watching it for him yeah. while they block. And, like, niggas would be – and I, I even knew, like, their little routine. Yeah. I was At one point, I'm thinking, like, nigga, I know who be in there when they be um, over there. Like, nigga, I can rob these Yeah. Niggas. You know what I'm saying? Bro. But then I was like – and what's so funny is, like, they knew that I knew. Yeah. And I knew that they knew that I knew. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And one time I seen her, hit that nigga beat the fuck out of her and shit. Damn, I was trying to go. I was about to leave out the crib. Yeah, look through the people. They was arguing. He uppercutted that bitch. Her feet Damn. came off the ground. He beat her ass through the back door, through the front door. Uh, went outside. She kicked the range over. Beat her ass outside and shit. Damn. I'm like, you know what, dog? This not really working no more for it's me. It's not my style. You know what I'm not saying? Not quite my speed. And like, you know, if I've been thinking about robbing these niggas, what if somebody else gonna rob them? Somebody who really gonna rob them gonna rob them. And like, what if y'all kick in the wrong door? Facts. Like this, it is that like you know, it's, dangerous. it's time for me to it's time for me to bust up. Then the nigga once like I overheard him saying this nigga got a bowling alley in his crib. Wow. Like oh, these niggas was yeah, getting, they was getting to getting it. to it to it. So the second apartment that I ever lived in when I lived in Atlanta. When I first moved over there, I looked around at the cars and I was seeing Maseratis and I was seeing Porsches and I was seeing Beamers and and Bentleys. It was literally two Bentleys over there, one white, one gray. And I was seeing Benzes and it was like, oh, this the apartment to live at. But then what I started noticing, like as we was taking our tour of the apartment way before we signed the lease, uh, was it was a lot of women like cold black women living all through there and i was like this the dope nigga girl apartment this the crib that all the dope niggas buy a girl you go live over there and then if i need to hire something or whatever put something up i'm gonna put it at your crib but you stay in a nice little laid out pad so nigga one day we moved in there me and my man was roommates and shit uh we moved in and one day i'm walking out to my car and i'm going through the parking deck and it's like 2 a.m bro and a blue uh, X6 BMW pulls up. Now, this is well before Panda mm-hmm. came out. This is this is a Beamer I've never seen or heard of in my life. Yeah. And the X6 pulls up, and they park right next to me. And they hit the, the uh, hatch to go into the back of the, the joint. And they pulled out three tires. It's 2 a.m., bro. 
and they pulled out three like full body tires out the hatch of the truck and rolled them bitches down the hallway, dog. And I said, yo. We know what time it y- is. Y'all getting bread, dog. Yeah, yeah so uh, um, man boy, before he gets over to the crib, Franklin and all them sitting around, they talking about what happened. Franklin like, yo, I we got niggas at us now. Like, now it's time to really be on our shit. Be sharp. Franklin on this shit, he give out his orders. Yeah. And then he turned his back on everybody. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Why he in this all right, I lie. I'm digging. Yeah. The, I'm digging the. He definitely on some uh, some assertive shit. He didn't grew up a little bit. Yeah, and I think he's finally stepping into like his role as the leader of of this faction. Like, yeah. yo, I'm not just high school eighteen year old Franklin no more. Like, I'm the man. Now and it was. I'm out of high school, eighteen yeah. and a half year old. Facts, because it's still the summertime and shit. So right? you know what I was thinking too? I was watching it because. Uh, same thing we was talking about last week. A lot of my people, my parents, uh, my girl, a couple of my homies, they don't have access to watch it without buying it, right? Season one and two. Yeah. Um. So my mom was like, fuck this shit, I ain't buying it. I'm just finna watch it from season three, nigga, bow. Nigga, and she was like, if I got questions, you answer them. I'm like, okay, so crazy let me know. Like in real life? like on Off I top, can... you could skip season one. No, hell no. You could skip season one. No, I wouldn't. You start no. at season two. No, what I'm saying is- yeah. Like every episode is a dollar and ninety nine cent. Yeah. The shit worth two dollars, fam. Yeah. Like every one of these episodes yeah. is worth two dollars. Not season one. Every episode of season two is worth two dollars. Season one Season two. Season two. I would say like five out of the ten was worth your two dollars. Season two wouldn't be as season good two. without season one. Yeah. Like I don't you, know, bro. You need season one. It, season one the, was the foundation for Season everything. one was so skippable to me, but agreed. If you want to see them all, you got to buy them all. That's just a fact. I'm buying them. I I want the shit in my collection. Man, um, fortunately for me, I still had about half, maybe. season one and two, by the way, for $25. I probably had half of season two, maybe seven episodes, a little over half, still on my DVR. So that was the only reason I was able to catch up for last week's review. You know, I live in that Apple TV life. I love watching that shit in 4K. Yeah. On that big, dumb-ass screen. Anyway. But, um... No, so uh, I had people hit me like, yo, you know, what's going on? Who is this character? Who is this character? Because I just started watching season three because I ain't buying one and two. So my pops asked me who was uh, Uncle Jerome, right? And I was like, well, shit, Uncle Jerome used to be the man. Like, he was the the, the, weed man. the local weed man. Like, he was who everybody came to. And he was getting his little money in the hood. And then I was like, he kind of put Franklin on and introduced him to all this. Now he worked for Franklin. And when I thought about that dynamic, I'm like, yo, that's a hell of a shift. It's a hell of a shift. And like Uncle Jerome was never the smartest nigga on the block. But to see that power shift go from him to Franklin, like, yo, nigga, now I'm telling you, I'm giving you the orders. You my muscle now. You work for me now. Any bread you get coming through me first. Like, I, I really was like, oh, Franklin grew up, grew up. But uh, as he's giving out these orders and they figuring out what to do. The bodyguard come in there, uh, Leon's bodyguard. He running the crib and he like, hey man, sorry, to, sorry to interrupt. Sorry to interrupt, but uh, big ass nigga too, by the way. He, he like, hey, sorry to interrupt, but man boy out here. And they say, nigga, you sure? He was like, I mean, that's who he say he was. I ain't never seen the I, nigga. I ain't never seen the nigga, but <laughs> but uh, nigga say man boy and he out here. So what y'all want to do? And they like, all right, well shit, if he out here, tell him come in, but pat him down though. Pat him down, make sure he don't got no weapon on him. Send him in. So. Man boy come in there. This is where... Why the fuck are they living in the hood still? Nigga, same reason 
all these dope niggas still live in the hood. I don't know. Like, I've never understood that. Like your main operation is why? Fam, I've said this from forever, but to bring it to current day, I'm ghost if I'm the dope nigga and I get on, dog, and I start getting money. I'm leaving, nigga. I'm from Park Avenue. I'm ASAP Rocky. Fuck out of here. I'm bro. in a gated community that's surrounded by another gated community. Yeah. Like, you can't get to me. Hey. Like, no, these niggas still got the house chilling right in the middle of the block. But also, I guess this could at least be the thing. At that time, again, the drug wars weren't what we know them to turn out to be when it came to that crack shit. So, you know, whatever. And Franklin, we we see that. He don't really notice till the end of the episode, which we're going to get to, how bad them streets and them neighborhoods really got. He ain't focused like he need to be. But uh, mm. man boy come in there. They talking. And he like, yo, sorry about that thing earlier. Y'all killed two of my niggas. But he like, to show y'all that I ain't here on no bullshit, I'm going to give you the third nigga. Yeah, so he was like, listen, man, uh, I sent... I'm in the game. Yeah. And you niggas number one. And I sit niggas over here just to watch. So I, I want to know what's going on. So I can get some peep. And niggas overstepped. Yeah. The way I see it. They came at y'all. That ain't what I sent them there for. Ain't what I sent them yeah. to do. Y'all didn't get robbed. Y'all killed both of them. Yeah. Uh, nigga, let's fix this shit. Cause. Y'all low key won. Like, <laughs> he like, y'all killed two of my soldiers. Y'all didn't lose no money. I'm down two niggas and some money. You know what? Let me fix your shit. I'm going to give y'all the third nigga that was in the car that y'all shot at but didn't hit. And then, you know, in exchange, I just want to work with y'all. See, but, like, his energy is because he worked the room. Yeah, yeah. Talked to everybody. He came in, spoke to everybody. And like, did the gentlemanly shit when Aunt Louise came out. You know what I'm saying? Like, but AKA, like, I'm not scared of none of you niggas yeah. and shit. And he real, he got a little shyster in yeah. him. Yeah, yeah, like, light skin Side note, I found out that's, that's an offensive term. Shyster? Yeah. Who is uh, that against? Jews or some shit? Yeah, some shit It like felt that. Jewish, nigga, um, which was probably offensive to say, but uh, fuck it. Whatever. Yeah. No, fuck all niggas. Uh, hey, nigga, fu- Sammy anyway, Davis Jr., <laughs> Lenny Kravitz, the only two I know. Uh, but, like, um, so I'm like, I don't, I, it's hard for me to peg this nigga and shit. That's kind of how I felt the entire time. Because I'm like, all right, clearly you in the room. I know you being shady. Yeah. I know you being fake. But I, I like how Franklin still exhibited dominance over yeah. the situation. And uh, so did Jerome, too. Like, yeah, nigga, shut the fuck all this yeah. shit. What the fuck do you want? So nigga? he was like, I guess I should get straight to the point. That nigga Franklin jumped in like, yeah, nigga, I think you best get straight to the point. Like, nigga. I was like, okay, Franklin, I see. You know what they should have did? You remember that episode of Power where uh, Ghost went over to that one Serbian nigga spot and the Serbian nigga was like, yo, we was in the back about to kill this nigga, but I'm going to do you the honors. I'm going to let you chop his head. And he offered that nigga to, and Ghost was like, no. And then when Ghost and Tommy left, Ghost was like, that was a power play. nigga. He just killed a nigga in front of me, offered me the chance to do it. Like it was all a power play. Franklin was trying to get his power play on. Like, nigga, I'm allowed to talk to you a little bit. I'm going to cuss at you. I'm going to check you. Don't come in here like you running shit, And then bro. he was like, you, you know what I'm saying? He was like, uh, and then Jerome like, so you try to rob us, and now you gonna, we going we gonna to supply you, you with work dope, you? nigga? Yeah, nigga. Like, what kind of shit? Like, well, y'all got the y'all got the dope. Y'all got the, y'all best, got the shit. best shit. Y'all shit way more pure than mine. He's like, that's it? Well, and I'm going to give you the nigga that got away. Yeah. All this shit, which is some whole ass shit, but Man. whatever, whatever. Uh, that means like I wouldn't fuck with you because you give up your man. Yeah, you literally uh, walk in here snitching. Yeah. I'm never gonna fuck with you. Um, like I don't get how that's not snitching. That's that's snitching. But whatever. Um, 
So he did was like, you know what I'm saying? Y'all want the address? He's like, nah, we already got it. Yeah. Like, either and tomorrow, either you going to be dead and everybody you love, yeah. or you have some work. Yeah. Find out tomorrow, nigga. Find out next year Matter on Dragon Ball Z. And he told him, he told him, yo, either tomorrow, I'm going to kill your man that you just offered me the chance to kill because we got his address. I'm going to kill him and I'm going to kill you and I'm going to kill your crew and anybody you fuck with. Or I'm not. And it's that simple. And he was like, you'll know in a few days what I did. Nigga. I ain't decided yet. You'll know or you don't know. But you won't walk in this bitch offering me no motherfucking peace offerings. Like, I'm not here for that. I'd have killed everybody. I personally, this is me. Again, I ain't Franklin. I ain't a dope nigga in the 80s. Whatever. But right there, man boy wouldn't have made it out the house, bro. I gotta set the example off rip. You come yeah. through this bitch, everybody you know and yeah. love is dead. Man boy wouldn't have made it out the house. And then you could tell just by the way his crew moved in the first place, they wasn't smart enough to retaliate. They was gonna do something sloppy and everybody was gonna die. Y'all got a crackhead bitch running y'all organization. Fam. Now I don't He know. wouldn't have walked out that crib. I bro. mean, ultimately, they kill old boy. And yeah, yeah. Leon caught I can tell from the episodes that they gonna work with him and shit, but yeah. like, I don't know how that's gonna work out. So I could tell in previews. Um, and like little pictures from scenes of the season that they were going to work with him, but I didn't know what his character was going to be. So I knew that until I found out like, oh, he's the nemesis though. We don't want him. Y'all shouldn't be working with dogs. Yeah, he going to try to get in, try to get the connect, which won't ever work. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so Franklin told him like, yo, I'm going to either kill your man and you're going to get to work or I'm going to kill you and your man and you're never going to get to work. Yeah. Um, so man boy was like, all right, I hear you. Like, ain't it, respect. Look forward to seeing what you're going to do. Hopefully, you don't kill me, nigga. God bless. And he dips. But it was something about Franklin's face in that scene, dog. I think this might have been like, like, if you rewatch that scene, he had a facial expression that said, like, yo, I really genuinely don't. And, like, I wasn't expecting this. Like, I feel like them niggas ain't ready for crew beef and, like, drug crew beefs. Like, Cause he ain't really had to deal with that yet. Like, I don't know. Your biggest op been the police officer that lived next door to you to this point. Well, remember they had, remember they strapped up earlier. I mean, last season. Yeah. yeah. They, and I mean, they had that initial beef season one, uh, when he got robbed dog came and took his money and then end up getting raped and all that whole scene. Cause but, he was talking to D Ray. Yeah. Yeah. Character. Yeah. It was, they was getting all the shit together. Yeah. You know what I'm saying like we about to go mark all these niggas. Yeah. I still did that. Yeah. Facts. Stick to your initial plan. But, uh, so what I did, um, what I did, uh, so after this shit happened, Jam and Jerome's got broken into. Yeah. And it looks like maybe that's man boy crew. You know what I'm saying? That's what everybody. I kind of felt like, damn, they gonna turn right around and do that after this talk because you just kind of hold them and was like, nigga, threaten them a little bit. All right, so my niggas is finna go breaking your uncle shit, but it wasn't. But man, boy, said it was a old girl. Yeah, Claudia, which kind of threw me a little bit. Claudia ass was fat, nigga. Don't get in trouble with your girl. Anyway, it was a couple things I did not understand in this episode. Okay. Um, and this is one of them. Okay. So All right. He, no, you had it. When he had the conversation with uh, Aunt Lou. Yeah. And she was talking to him or whatever. Like, that kind of threw me off. Like, what the fuck? Why do old girl wreck the place? That shit was kind of yeah, kind of left field. But when she got in the car and she told him she loved him, he just looked at her. 
Man, he I did peep that. Back. He never said I love you back. I, I thought he was gonna say it like on the drive off something. Like he never gave her that back. Something like, and he basically was saying like, look, we got enough shit going on to be dealing with your shit now. Now you got your old girl and your nigga, and my uncle. They beefing still? I need that nigga head in the game because we about to get into some shit. Yeah. So I don't know if it was because of that or like what 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 yeah. did I miss? He that, gave her bad energy though. That he's and she didn't look too thrilled. She looked yeah. like she expected that. Cause she said, "Be safe, love you." And he was. And that nigga got in the like, car, looked at her ass, and pulled off. Yeah. Like I have a good night. Was, I, I didn't understand that. Yeah. I don't um, understand that yet. So Claudia. Who uh, So when Franklin was talking to Aunt Lou, she was like, yo, I talked to my police connect. He told me who it was because he's still trying to get down. You know what I'm saying? In these streets. It was Claudia. Claudia is Aunt Lou's ex-girlfriend. She runs the club that Franklin used to push. The one that he she hit over the head with a fucking. Yeah, she almost killed her killed when her. they were fighting. Yeah. Uh, she runs the club that Franklin used to push a lot of coke through. She has like wasn't it like a gay club or some shit? No. I don't know. It was a club, uh, but Claudia had a lot of bread. She used to buy a lot of work from Franklin. I feel like wasn't she like the first motherfucker like Custo? Like she was really like getting yeah. it in with Franklin. And uh, when she started dating Aunt Lou, their relationship was kind of toxic. She had broke up with Uncle Jerome, but then her and Claudia got into a scrap. And she hit her over the head with some, almost killed Claudia. Because Claudia was trying to kill her. Yeah, Claudia was trying to kill her. And she almost killed Claudia. I actually had forgotten their fight. And, like, not, I, I didn't forget the fight. I forgot whether Claudia lived or not. Yeah. And clearly she did. Because they didn't, it, it wasn't. They never, like, resolved that what it, till now. She hit her in the head and she yeah. left. It wasn't never, like. Yeah. Like, yo, did she die or did she not die? So this was the return of that. So she didn't die. She sent some people through to break into uh, Jam and Jerome's. Jerome is messed up about it when he go to his store like yo this is my first business ever like legit and my shit ain't got broken too like I gotta fix it I gotta pay the insurance all that so he thrown off um Aunt Lou is like let me handle it I'm gonna go talk to Claudia because we don't need no additional problems you right let me go talk to Claudia she goes over there Claudia old ass she old fine I like her but she's standing there, and the first question out her mouth, I thought this was great writing, because Claudia comes, or Aunt Lou comes in, she gets patted down, she turned to Claudia, she started talking, she like, so, how you been? Like, what's good? Claudia was like, do you ever get migraines? And she let her straight into that, like, bitch, you almost knocked my head off. I bet you trying to kill him. What you want me to do? I mean, you know, whatever. if I try to kill you and you don't die, nigga, I ain't, I ain't kill you. Shit. Basically you said, like, I've been going through the doctor. They sent me everything. All I can do is now I'm doing these real drugs. She she a heroin addict. And it was wild because I seen when she was sitting there talking so calmly, she had the spoon over the candle. And the whole time, like, I was looking at it, but I wasn't really paying attention like, what was happening? Another thing that I don't understand. How she became a heroin addict? No. Oh. Did Louise go over there and shoot the drugs into her for her? Or, or did, she with her? Use her, did she use the drugs? So this is where Jay's question comes from because I've I've had like nine scenarios go through my head. So while they talking, Louise and Claudia kicking it, they in the bathroom. Claudia was getting ready to take a bath. While she's talking to Louise, she got the spoon over the candle. She getting it hot. She put the hair on in there. She shoot it into the needle. Then she gets she gets in the tub and she looking at Aunt Lou like 
Come on. You know what to do. She was giving her that you know what to do look. Aunt Lou walks in there, and as she walking in, Claudia wraps the rubber band, the rubber joint around her arm. I thought she took it off. No, she was wrapping it on. Because I'm like, you taking it off to give it to her so she can do it? You know what I'm saying? She was wrapping it on, but my initial thought, first time I watched, was did Aunt Lou, or yeah, did Aunt Lou do it with her? Second time I watched, it looked like, come shoot this at me. Yeah. But I don't know, because... The Aunt, only thing that leads me Aunt to believe. Lou's reaction was kind of when she went back home yeah. and she was crying. Because, like, that's not like I'm a high cry. That was like, I don't know. It was it was almost like. So here's where I took like, it. If you did that, you probably wouldn't have came home that night. Here, facts. But here's where I, where I kind of ultimately took it. So Aunt Lou did whatever happened. We don't know officially. But she went back to the crib. Jerome on the couch sleep. She comes in the crib crying. To him. To him. And she lays on his chest. And she's just sitting there crying. So here's what I thought about. I think she really loved Claudia. Facts. And you could kind of tell that. She seems like a very passionate. Did you know she was from Detroit? Yeah. that's uh My girl is friends with her husband. Mm. And like, because they all went to cast, apparently. Uh and yeah man they actually got like my girl was telling me their story like when they left yeah, detroit yeah, and went we to la yeah time. like I, I thought that was super dope but uh yeah man she's straight out of the d man shout out to her so them eyes though <sighs> like <sighs> that was painful yeah like no she I'm looked hurt. so here's where i thought the hurt came from so she loved claudia i felt like she thought yo i did i turned her into this this dope fiend yeah turn her into a damn base head dog and all because of what like i don't even remember what they fought for like and it was just like, all right, now I didn't turn her out. I think she was trying to leave her. Yeah, and and go back to Uncle Jerome. I think that was the convo. And she was like, basically, like, you stupid you bitch. Shit. Like, I you ain't, yeah. Reason. So, yeah, dog. But I, I did think that that was a very odd scene because I was like, yo, did she do the dope? And I thought, like, shit, did they fuck? Like, I don't know what really happened. Yeah. We'll probably find out. One thing we did miss. was good? The conversation between the officer and his daughter. Yes, after, after Jam and Jerome's party. Jerome. Yeah, after the grand opening. He came in and he did what police do. He gets you to start talking. Just start talking normal. Yeah, and he get you to keep it. Hey, how you day, Incriminate yourself. Yeah, and you don't even realize that you're having a normal convo, but you answering questions. Who's you with? What hey. y'all do? Did you do that? Yeah. Oh, da-da. what y'all get into? She like, oh, we went ice fishing. Fam, you live in LA. Hey, you caught a marlin? Nigga. Yeah. Fam. In Los Angeles, California. Ice? In the summer. So then when I watched it the second time, yeah. I didn't know if like this whole, was that like banter where she was playing the whole yeah. time? Yeah. Marlins are not ice fish. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it and was funny. The first time I watched no ice it. ice fishing in, in Southern California. First time I watched it, I literally kind of watched that scene and was just like, okay, she just like lying to lie but then that second time i was like oh she being a smart ass yeah she being a smart ass because she know her dad on her back okay because he was sitting outside the whole grand opening so he know you was there and he know he was with he know he was drinking he know all that so um they sit up and they talking and he get her to answer a few questions even though she lying and then he was like uh so I heard your uh, your friend uh, uncle got a new spot. Yeah, you ever heard of Jam and Jerome? You ever been to Jam and Jerome's? And he just kind of gave her that like, yo, I kn- I know where you was at for real. Like, let's let's cut the bullshit. Yeah. And I don't know. So, so do you think? Shout out to Snowfall being at the top of my gram right now. Do you think he's invested in this whole Franken thing because he's destroying the neighborhood, or because you dated my daughter? I think it's honestly a combination of both. 
I think it's all about the daughter. I think if 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 she and him was not friends, yeah. he wouldn't be that invested. So I've thought up until literally this episode that it was all about the daughter, his hatred for Franklin. Ah, you know what? One thing I did forget. Yeah, What's that? All right, but ahead. the beginning of this episode, like that whole riding through the city. I don't think that shit matter. I think that mattered. No. Seeing that crackhead, I think that mattered, bro. Now, we can jump to the part where we are in this story. Yeah. Where, damn, I want to I want to wrap this up, but I want we got to jump to one more part first. Franklin goes meet to connect. Yep. We're not even going to talk about the connect and all that shit was happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't give a fuck about him and his brother and his daddy and all the other bullshit. Yeah. No um, shit don't matter. But he meet to connect. The connect, like, look, ran through some delays. Um, price is going up, fam. Gonna, price is going up. Get your shit in a couple couple, couple days. He like, nigga, I thought you was, like, immune to the price shit. It, so he told Franklin, price is 15 a key. Franklin said, damn, my shit just go up double like that. So you've been paying seven and a half a key. This nigga said you go more than double my shit. Mm. So you've been paying less than seven and a half a key. And now your shit just went up to 15. Woo wee. That is a motherfucker right there. But uh, one, you was late. Two, you don't have my shit, period. Like you're late now and you don't have it with you. And you telling me it's a price increase. And ain't nothing I could do about it. So he said to the to the CIA dude. I mean, damn, dog, I thought you was immune to that. Like, and he was like, what you mean you thought I was immune? And he like, I just ain't think, like, the prices and shit would affect you, like, given, supply like. Supply and demand doesn't. He was like, so you ain't think supply and demand would affect you? He like, no, I just didn't think, given, like, what your job is. Like, basically, nigga, I know you're a shady cop. Like, nigga, just, I don't know what you think you know. Yeah. But you're, I'm the only reason you're in the prison. Nigga, that's yeah. why I think that. Fam. You literally you just answered my question for me. Because my aunt asked you to. And then you not only got me out of prison at the drop of a hat on a murder charge. You're telling me but, that you're the only reason I'm not. Fam, that's why I thought you was immune to it. Fam. But then not only that. You know I was You got kid. me out of prison and you supplied me with drugs. So why would I not think you're immune to that? Because you have apparently an endless supply of cocaine. For me to flip. Yeah. So I don't understand why you're mad. So that happened, right? And uh, Franklin, you know, he at the end of the day, you 18 years old. Facts. You know what I'm saying? So he's at his mama house. This is another part I do not understand. Yeah. Um, and they did not do a good job explaining this. Okay. Uh, last season, uh, mama wasn't for none of this shit. Before we get to the house, real quick, because it's all connected. Top of the episode after the opening. Yes, forgot. When they come back from commercial and all that. The episode starts with Franklin and his mom buying a house yeah. in the neighborhood. Yeah. They're together yeah. buying a crib. They meeting with the realtor, buying a home. And no, first she's talking to just the realtor. Yeah, yeah. And then he pulls And then out. Franklin comes out <laughs> in a suit, looking mad businessman. Yeah. But you 18 and a half. Yeah. And your mom knows exactly what you do. And up until this very moment, she has hated it. I'm confused. Since you sold weed, she used to check Uncle Jerome for letting you sell weed, nigga. I'm confused. When did she get cool? They tried to explain it. They didn't do a good job. When did she this. get cool? So now that's it. Fast there. forward. Now we back at the house. Um, she going through paperwork for the house. Yeah. And he ain't like signing shit right. He yeah. missing. He's she like, like, Franklin, you missed your signature here. Damn, you missed it again. Hey. Like, nigga, what's going on? Like, he, man, he thrown off. I think I overstepped with the white dude. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They they talk about that, whatever, whatever. And then she this is what the explanation. She like, look, you told me that you had this. 
Yeah. Do you got this? Yeah, I got this. Then she said some shit like, ever since I saw you in, in the in the cell that day, I kind of vowed to never. What? Yeah. That, I, I need a better explanation than that, dog. She said something to him at that scene, though, that I, I wrote down because it threw me all the way off. She said, it's up to you to protect everyone. Yeah. Can you do it or not? Woo. Because Franklin's whole convo with her about the white dude was basically, yo, I think I overstepped. I don't want to get in trouble again, but I also don't want to, like, mess this up. And I end up back in jail. Niggas get hurt. Other people. Now you involved. Like, I kind of wanted Franklin to boss up my old boy. Teddy, the yeah. white dude. Yeah. Because, yeah. yeah. like, listen, you do realize I'm a street nigga. Man. And you out here this bitch by yourself. Watch your fucking mouth. Man. Because if you disappear right now, who the fuck gonna come look for you? Yeah. You can't if I think that you doing some shady, you can't exactly go tell. And if you remember all the way back to season one, nigga, that nigga whole mission got scrapped. And at the end of the day, if you not exempt to supply and demand, nigga, me either. Man. What make you exempt to me paying for a product and you upping the price on me? Man. I don't work for you. We working Man. together. There's a mutual benefit. Man. You know what I'm saying? Nah, I nigga, kinda, you I pay 15 a key. Yeah. I'm going to pay you the six and a half I've been paying. And at the end of the day, nigga, you kidnapped me before and had me tied up in a basement somewhere. Facts. I Facts. still owe you an ass whooping. A lot of the shit you doing, Teddy, is off the books. This ain't government sanctioned yet. But like in the back of my mind, yeah. I still I know I done got a lot of money with you. Yeah. I still owe you one, fam. But that's where any Franklin that got to realize. Any nigga that got over on me, ever, I don't go to bed thinking about that shit. Yeah. But nigga, you on the list. Franklin got to realize, nigga, he not, he building a case. He not currently, this ain't, if that nigga went and reported any of this shit right now, he going to prison too. He trying to build a case on you, nigga, by having you do all the shit. All this shit is under the fucking radar. Don't nobody know. Ain't nobody fucking with it. Nigga, boss up. I, I feel you on that, dog. But he with his mom. His mom put the pressure on him like, yo, nigga, it's on you to protect everybody. Can you do it or not? Franklin like, yeah. But that yeah was not confident, nigga. I peeped that. That nigga facial expression looked real uh, maybe. Maybe. And then, um... So he leave out the car. He leave out. He go into the car. He had his mom's. You know who lived next door? My nigga Andre the police officer, dog. So officer Andre is sitting right there on his car. And he like, yo, Franklin, come take a ride with me. Franklin, like, I got somewhere to be. This may be the best. The best. This scene was great. Great scene. This scene was great. Uh, shout out to the actor that played Andre, too. Dog from Get Out. Uh, he, he getting busy, dog. So remember last week, we was kind of thinking, like, well, what is Franklin going to do? How is Franklin going to change? Yeah. Who is he going to be as a person? Yeah. Um, he said some things in this car ride that resonated with me. And I'm like, I kind of like the mindset that where he's going so this car ride for franklin was all ego this was all this was nigga i'm the man that i'm confident about like franklin been looking all unsure the whole episode but this car ride that nigga looked like he had a swag back a little bit so they riding around the neighborhood andre basically scooped him up and uh was taking him to a crack house like to drop him off in front of a crack house but while they driving he telling him a story he like yeah franklin nigga i'm i was you when I came back from Vietnam, I ain't know what I was going to do, nigga. So I started taking money from people. Franklin, like, what, what you telling me? You was a jack boy? He like, I'm telling you I used no, to he take. No, he's like, what, you used to sell drugs or some yeah. shit? He like, nigga, you ain't me. <laughs> I'm, all I'm saying is I was in the Army and yeah. I learned how 
how to take stuff from bad people or something like that. Yeah. yeah. And so he like, oh, you you was a jack boy. He like, look, nigga, I ain't telling you what I was doing. All I'm saying is, I used to do shit and take shit, and it come with consequences. But it come with consequence. And I used to couldn't sleep at night. Yeah, he like when I used to come home after I took something from somebody. I used to come home at night, and all I did was stay up all night worried about the police kicking in my door. How you sleep at night? He said, Franklin, how you sleep at night? That nigga Franklin gave him the best fucking look because, ever, nigga. Because he was he was straight faced his whole time. Yeah. I'm that listening, I'm gonna pay attention. Franklin looked at that nigga. He said, like, like a, a baby. Like a baby. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, shout out to fucking Damson Indr- Idris, uh, however you pronounce dog name. He acted his ass off in that scene, yeah. bro. Um I like so the reason I say I like the the he was like, What you look at me, when you look at me, what you think? Yeah. He's like, I see a nigga, essentially, paraphrasing, I see a nigga playing for the wrong side. Yeah. So I want you to take that motherfucking badge and throw that shit back to the white motherfuckers. Yeah. You got to think about what time we living in. Yeah. In South Central, L.A. To be a black 80s, cop right there? Woo. We're like, this is before Reginald Denny yeah. getting beat down and Rodney way King. Before, and way this before. This 10 years before Rodney yeah. King. When y'all didn't believe that the police was fucking us up. And basically, he was like, look, man. I know you think what I'm doing ain't legit, ain't yeah. real power, but when he quoted the Kennedys, yeah. he was like, look, that motherfuckers did all that because the Kennedys didn't, they, they money came from some illegal underground shit. Nigga, all this shit came Pop, from illegal Pop shit. Kennedy, yeah. but he said, look, he got all this motherfucking friends and together and they yeah. didn't ran the motherfucking country. Yeah. Nigga, that's the type of shit I'm trying to be on. I'm not trying, he's like, nigga, do you see a gold chain around my motherfucking neck? Yeah. I'm not out here flashing shit. I'm trying to do. I'm on. I'm trying to be on some power shit. I'm trying to empower the people that's around me. Take this money and actually make and create actual change and have mm-hmm. actual power. I'm not trying to do this shit. So if you want to do that shit, the best thing you can do toss that motherfucking badge and come work on this side because this the side with the niggas at and you on the side with the devils at. But then uh, here's here's kind of the the dichotomy of what he was saying. He like yo, I'm trying to empower the neighborhood. That nigga Andre said. Nigga, this is the same neighborhood you fucking up. You telling me you trying to empower. And then that's when they start to pull toward the crack house. Well, nigga. Well, this is the reason why I didn't realize, though, because he referenced his father. Uh-huh. And he said, nigga, I basically raised you. Yeah. So it ain't this the only part. I'm like, oh, this not just about. Oh, no, it's personal. This is just not just about because this is he dating your yeah. daughter. Like, nigga, you helped raise him. Like, hey. you're not the little boy that I remember. Yeah. You're not the same. Yeah, this personal. So. And I mean, anybody that know anything about Compton and South Central, that didn't used to be a poor, decrepit black neighborhood. Compton that used to be the a, suburbs. Compton was a white that, neighborhood. A white, upper middle class neighborhood. This was not poor, downtrodden black people. I put like this, fam. All white people, you know, Detroit had white flight. Facts. All white people left all inner cities at the same time. Yeah. And they are currently, right now, all returning back. at the same time. Gentrification in the city of Detroit is the same gentrification that's happening in D.C. Yep. It's happening in Baltimore. It's happening in Houston, in every urban city. They left at the same time, mm-hmm. and they're coming back at the same time. Um, and Franklin, he see this shit. And he like, look, I'm not for that shit, okay? Yeah. And he don't understand... We got hindsight. We understand what all this shit happened. Yeah. Nigga, it's 82 to 84. So we talked about that on the pod when we did the review last week. Like, yo, we going to really see from the beginning, inception, 
what crack did to these neighborhoods. Right now, these niggas don't know. I'm listening to an interview with Rick. Yeah. Freeway Wick. Yes, he was like, nigga, we thought we we treated crack like we treat weed. Yeah. We didn't think it yeah. was a thing like yeah. that. Like, yeah, he I, he said, I sold to my family. Yeah. Not because I knew it was gonna fuck them up. I sold them because we treated that shit like it was we, it was just another drug. Yeah. We didn't know it went that way yet. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That was that was and later on. So I feel like to back to the question of what do I think uh Officer Andre's motivation is definitely about his daughter, definitely about yo, Franklin. I know you since you was a little boy. I helped raise you. Your pops wasn't here. He was an alcoholic, nigga. But I really feel like that opening scene, when he seen that crackhead get thrown from the moving car, and all she did was smoke that rock and smile dog, she smiled at that nigga so so satisfied. Mm-hmm. She looked like she got everything she ever wanted in her life off that one little puff, dog. And I feel like for the first time, and it's probably going to be some ongoing shit as we see throughout the season, but I feel like that was the first time he realized, oh, Franklin not selling no weed no more, nigga. He not selling no regular shit. Whatever he got in these streets, this shit doing something different. This something different, dog. And obviously, like you said, Jay, we got hindsight. We know what crack did to all these neighborhoods. I, I thought it was a really good scene and really good writing and structure how they had that whole conversation while the car was moving yeah but you really wasn't focused on what it was driving yeah. to um because i nigga until the second time i watched, like i peeped it after the first time but it wasn't really until the second time that i realized oh he wasn't just driving like in a circle or nothing like no he was being very intentional yeah he, where drove he was driving to a spot and then that's when franklin actually seen yeah a crack house yeah he saw a crack house with crack heads yeah. in front of it like when people say that's a crack house, no, see, I guess there's two terminologies now because things have got kind of misconstrued. Yeah. Don't confuse the crack house with the trap house. Right. Yeah. A crack house and a drug house is two different yeah. things. Now we call it a trap house, but like, nigga, that was the spot. Yeah. And that's the spot that we sell drugs out of. Yep. Um, and then there was a different spot that people just went to and they lived at and they did drugs. Yeah. This is where drugs are done. This is where people sleep. This sometimes they, you have people who sell at a smokehouse or some shit yeah. like that. But like a crack house was yeah. where people did crack. You literally might have one dude in there selling, one dude in there kind of acting as security. And every other person in that house right now is high off crack. And they live in there. If you've seen, uh, what was that, Jungle Fever with mm-hmm. the Taj Mahal? If you've seen Jungle Fever and you've seen the Taj Mahal, that was the crack house. That was in New York, so it was obviously moving a little different. But that was the crack house. The trap house is where you cooked up at. It might be where a couple dollars is at, but that's it. It, it wasn't no heads over there. Nigga, if a head went in there, they stealing. Yeah. So that's what that is, dog. And uh, Andre dropped Franklin off in front of a crack house. And Franklin saw these crack heads all over the lawn. He saw this lady specifically falling out. With a baby. With a baby in her arm. She falling out. She looking crazy. So what you want me to do, though? Do I stop selling crack and give all the millions of dollars that to I'm, everybody yeah, else? And yeah. just do like, so, officer, what do you want me to do? And that's that's the part of the conversation, not just between the two of them, but between all the crack dealing folks from back in the day and all the law enforcement and DEA and FBI and the feds. And fam, what did you these niggas? Overnight became Fem, the federal, millionaires. The federal bro. government is supplying me with these yeah. drugs. Fem, you can't tell me shit. Uh, a governing body, a law enforcing body, higher than your LAPD, 
nigga, the is C- giving me the drugs. The Central Intelligence Agency yeah. of the United States of America yeah. is using crack cocaine to fund a war between the Nicaraguans and the Santanistas. What do you want me to do? I'm that is, buying my drugs. That was in from place. That was in place before me, and it's going to be in place after me. But that's the thing, though. Franklin couldn't even explain that at this point because he don't even realize I'm the conduit. Yeah, I'm being used, nigga. They're using me as the funnel. They don't. He don't know that about himself, so he can't explain that to Andre. But the the wild part is when he gets dropped off in front of that crib. I'm thinking like, ain't no cell phones, ain't no Uber. How you getting back to the crib? Shit, how far did y'all go? Because that was another thing I thought. Like, yo, all this shit's happening right there in the neighborhood. It ain't like, I don't feel like you would have to go that far to find a crack house. I was worried because, like, I'm I'm saint in the hood. Yeah, niggas yeah, know niggas know I me. I might get robbed. Niggas know I got bread. And I'm out here lacking. Or I may not get robbed because I'm, I'm saint. saint. Yeah, it, it definitely could go either way. Obviously, it don't look like nothing happened to him. But I think Andre's purpose was, let me show you what I just saw. Let me show you what I saw at the beginning of this episode or beginning of this day that fucked me up you ain't out here just selling weed to some stoner ass niggas no more what would you do though man because when he had a conversation with his daughter yeah he was sitting on the table doing bills yeah nigga franklin make he gave your daughter what you probably make last year yeah this is 80s you ain't yeah. making more than thirty thousand dollars in the 80s man, you ain't <laughs> need more than thirty thousand you know what i'm saying yeah. like i just gave you your as a daughter. cop on the lapd no you didn't know no like thirty thousand in the eighties is seventy five thousand. You know what I'm saying? You this was good now. You was good. And again, to that point, Compton was not. This was a suburb. Like this was a nice area before drugs and gangs did what drugs and gangs did to this area. Like this wasn't no. You know what I'm saying? Fucked up neighborhood. So for this police officer to live right there in the middle of that hood, it wasn't the hood. When he first lived there, you know what I'm saying? Now he just patrolling because this is neighborhood. But it's like, fam, no, this was nice when I came over here. Uh, if I seen what, what my daughter fucking with a nigga that I know is bringing in millions of dollars illegally. And I'm the cops. Fam, I'm me personally. I'm the cops in this situation. My whole life is about bringing this nigga down. That's my that's me and my daughter. And what I didn't understand, I don't necessarily like he like no, Franklin, me and you, we at war now and everything. Yeah, Nigga, you a beat cop. Yeah. This not your job. This but that's the thing. So going back to what we just said, the CIA is supplying me with the drugs that I'm selling. Like I This see, is so far above you, nigga. Like I saw like the previews where he the nigga on television talking to cameras and shit. Yeah. Nigga, you a patrol cop. Yeah. You're not a you're not a DEA, you're not a drug enforcement agent. This is so far senator, above. Like, what are you but doing? The so even though he is on the lowest of the totem pole, as far as you law a, enforcement hierarchy nigga, in this you, case, you a teacher assistant trying to change DPS schooling. But on the flip side, he got as much access to Franklin as the CIA nigga. You live next door, hell, to work than been in your house before. You ain't know. But it done been in a book bag in your closet before, and you ain't even have a clue. Your daughter holding drug money right now. Yeah. So it's like, yo, he got a he got a different type of uh special access pass to what Franklin's doing, man. But uh, no, dog, I, I thought that the episode was 
really good. I thought that scene, that last scene with Andre and Franklin was amazing. Like they both crushed that scene. Um, the only, again, I don't need the Mexican shit. I don't need personal attachments to the CIA dude, Teddy. I don't, I don't care about his brother and his father. Like his brother having a OD on the Coke last year was funny. Don't give me anything sentimental about the CIA dude. I'm, I don't care. I'm never going to like him. He's CIA. I know he brought him down. And when you think about it, the CIA dude is at fault. Yeah. Fam, you don't care about an entire community of people. Yeah. All you want to do is look better at your job. Yeah. You want a promotion at your fucking job because you was bored with the with the with the with the position that they gave. You got in trouble. They gave you a bullshit post. Yeah. You want to look better at your job. So you are going off the books and doing some illegal shit yeah. and destroying the whole fucking community because you want to look better at your job. Yeah. I don't like it. Um they stretch me with the Mexican plot again. Old girl and the old boy. I might not Mexico. even reference that shit all season. I want them to not reference it all season. I thought so. Here's where season one. I voiced time and time again. I felt like I didn't like the even distribution of Franklin oh. Mexican CIA. Season two, I felt like it was better balanced. But season three, right now, where we at? Especially with introducing our first like real villain with Man Boy. I don't really feel like they need to give me too much outside of Franklin now. Like we got shit. See. Because the pilot is fucked up now. Yeah. Now he, he went to go with the Mexican. Because he needs yeah. them fields and shit. Yep. So now he important to the story. Yeah. So we said that shit, but I don't I don't care about Yeah, that. I don't. All right, cool. Yo, brother can't fly no more. He got shot. Cool, whatever. Like, God bless. I don't care. He had a fucking heart attack. Yeah, yeah. Because of the coke. The coke. I mean, that nigga snorted tons on that episode. You remember that episode, dog? Yeah. That nigga was going ham, bro. They kept him high for 24 I mean, hours. they was going to kill him, but they was also going to kill him like by not killing him. Either way, I don't care about none of that shit. Um, but I feel like now we have enough with Franklin and his crew cuz now we got Leon out here body and Leon caught three bodies episode 1 off top. We got the introduction of Man Boy, the first villain. We got Leon's ex-girlfriend who I know he probably going to bitch up and not kill. When they find out she working with Man Boy, I bet you he don't kill her, dog. We got that. We got Claudia returning and still messing up Uncle Jerome and Aunt uh, Lou situation, dog. She done broke into Jerome's store. And then I'm trying to figure out, like, yo, Jerome, like, was you really trying to get straight out here? Like, was you getting straight or was you just, you know, trying to make it look like it was, you know what I'm saying, this the front or whatever. I don't know, dog, but I feel like we have enough plots out here for them to just let all that other bullshit go. But outside of that, the one constant throughout this entire series episode or seasons one through right now, Franklin's storyline is getting better and better and better every episode. It's the strongest shit by far. All the actors is killing it. Everybody black on this show is phenomenal. Yeah. It's, and I ain't even saying this on no racist shit. It's literally all the non-black characters that I don't give a fuck about. Like, that's just a fact. But whatever, man. Snowfall is for the culture. I love the... Uh, can't for, wait till tomorrow, though. Or tonight. When yeah, y'all can't wait it. till tonight. When y'all hear this, man, the new episode, episode two, will be dropping at 10 o'clock tonight by the time y'all hear this. Let us know what y'all thought about episode one. Let us know what y'all thought about the pod. Join us on the socials. Follow us. This Week in Culture, Jay Johnson 313, Trinidad Ant. I'm Ant, that's Jay. Episode 52, This Week in Culture. We out.